your hosts, Jossie and Tia. <laughs> I have to always say the and part. And. Just setting you up for success over there. Yeah. Um, so we have really great guests tonight. Um, this is Steve and Marshall, Marshall, um, which is fun. <laughs> Wow, she mar- is, she married is. into that name. Yeah. So. Wow. But I always tell people, my parents weren't cruel. I did it to myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's her rock star name. Right. It's a total rock star it name. It is. Marshall Marshall. Something. Get it. Do you, what's your middle name? Do you have a middle name? Yes. Genevieve. Well, wait, what? Genevieve. 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 That's Oh, I love beautiful. it. Thank you. But not Genevieve. No. Spelt like Genevieve. Yeah. But Genevieve. But Genevieve. Okay. That's wow. my niece's middle name. But it's really? pr- they pronounce it Genevieve. Oh, I yeah. love that. Genevieve. I do too. I've never. It's a cool pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> it's really pretty. And, um, and Steve, Steve Marshall. <laughs> there might be a few other Steve Marshalls in the world. I don't know. Not as much. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of Steves in the world. <laughs> that's for sure. Like our. Our, our editing, Steve. Um, and then we have a baby along for the ride tonight. Mm-hmm. My baby has stepped out and she is sleeping <laughs> in the swing. And But we have baby Augie here tonight and he is definitely not sleeping. And he's not <laughs> sleeping and he doesn't plan on it. But he will be present with us and you'll hear his little coos because he's just the sweetest thing. He's very handsome. And he's very handsome. So <laughs> maybe we'll do like an Instagram story with his yeah. little face because <laughs> Everyone we can't miss out it. on this opportunity. I yeah. feel so cute. He's so sweet. So we met through church mm-hmm. when like we were both, we're all part of the same church plant. Sorry, Tia. With the um, yeah, exception of Tia. Sorry, Tia. <laughs> Tia is out of the loop again. Two in and- a row. <laughs> Sorry. You picked the next okay. guest. Um, no, we already have another one on the docket. Sorry. Um, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. So we met with our like Downers Grow Community Christian Church Plant. And we were all pretty much like you guys were on from the start, right? Were you guys at Yellow Box before? Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we like heard about the whole Downers Grove plant. Yeah. And we were like really excited about it. So like day one, we were on board. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, we were, we came to community, the yellow box with the intention of doing the Downers church. Cause like we, we only knew of community Christian because of our pastor, you know, from Ted, um, cause we had known him before, but that's cool. Yeah. And you guys were part of our not our group in Alpha, but you were in the like initial Alpha group, which, mm-hmm. you know, is like a program. I don't know. How do you even describe Alpha? It's like a... It's, a, <laughs> it's not a be, beginner, not beginner, like questions it's that a, people, It's like basics of the faith, basically. Right. Yeah. It's right, an easy introduction you, into yeah, faith. Into yeah, into faith and, and like the church and... Not obtrusive yeah. questions. Right. So like, mm-hmm. It's very open. You can kind of like... Yeah. Share what you want. There's no ask like, questions, yeah. yeah, and no like judgment. Like I feel like that was a big thing with the group, as far as like you can be who whoever you are, you wherever you wherever came from, at. and yeah. yeah, it's great. And like no question is going to be like looked down upon or that kind of thing. So, but mm-hmm. it's a really cool program. If you haven't heard of it, it is. You can Google it, or we can put it in the show notes. And they do it pretty regularly. Yeah, they've still been yeah. doing yeah different. Se- did you guys just do the one? We we just did that one. Yeah, just yeah, the okay. initial startup. Alpha. So. And you guys were actually part of our brother-in-law coming to the Lord, which was super cool. Yeah, that was such a fun were... treat having them in our group. And we didn't meet, I mean, we knew them yeah. well before we really right. met you Before we even really met you guys. Um, and they were, yeah, they yeah. Were a fun part of our group. So special. That's awesome. Um, but, and then also, 
I'm just going to make all the connections. Also, Steve does sound at our church and he's awesome at that. And I mean, I'm not a sound expert as we know, <laughs> but he's very good at that. And um, like if if my husband, Steve, respects someone's abilities, then that says something. So um, so I take take my cues from him. And Marshall <laughs> has a very special skill. I remember too, like when you first came or like when we both were like on worship team or met each other or whatever, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, do you sing? And I totally was just like, you're a girl. You sing. Like, that's so whatever. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. So typically stereotypical. Yeah. And she was like, no, I play drums. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> you just don't hear female drummers. Yes. That's, and she's awesome. And it's pretty so B-A. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So. She's so good at it. Yeah. Too. She's so good. And it's oh, so I gotta fun. I see this. It all started. I was taking piano lessons, which I did not care oh, for. And me I saw neither. the symbols on the wall. Pick up and I was else. like, that. That's <gasps> really? me. I'm like how a raccoon. Old? I like shiny things. Wait, how old are you? In like third grade. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's amazing. Oh Is that when you so started? Great. Third grade? No, they didn't let me start until fifth or sixth till okay. band in fifth oh, okay. grade so gotcha. I, did, I stuck with piano for a while okay. now I don't remember anything so not oh long totally long, yeah and, well but you do have a good singing voice too mm. at the beat yes <laughs> Steve's nodding his head when because okay so. so I think at the beginning I said something like do you do you do you sing and she was like oh no you don't want to hear me sing and then we did one week at church where like the whole band like came forward and sang yeah. a song. Was mm-hmm. that like a Christmas thing or something? I think, I yeah, remember. I think it was like around Christmas time. Um, and she was like singing in my ear and I'm like, you get on the mic. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so good. But anyways, awesome. so a woman of many skills. Um, but yeah, so we just wanted you guys, I guess, just start with like introductions of like a little bit about yourself and your background, family. I don't know if you guys do Enneagram. I don't want people to like feel like they have to say their Enneagram oh, no. number. If they- we know ours. Okay. Oh, you yeah. do? Okay. Ooh, Perfect. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I think I know Marshall's. I don't know if I know yours, but you, yeah, go first, Steve. Go for it. Well, Give us some background. <laughs> so I grew up in central Illinois. Um, I'm from a town of about 800 people. So really oh, wow, small. That is small. small. Wait, uh, is that Metamora? Or no? No, no, no. Sister oh, Park. That Illinois. was your other friend. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's in between Champaign and Kankakee. Okay. And uh, middle of cornfields. Nice. Um, 800 people. Wow. Yeah. Had a graduating class of 28 kids. Wow. Nice. So we all knew that each other. That actually feels big for 800 people to <laughs> Yeah, Maybe but the whole town. But I know. You know what? Yeah. That was just the town. And then we have, you know, the surrounding like farm communities. Okay. And <laughs> it's just high schoolers well, in the town. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, for one age group to have that many That's people. That's Out of only 800 in the town. Well, there's a lot of big families in their town too. A lot of yeah. kids. You also got to realize yeah, like okay. our hometown, there's families of like 10, 12 kids. Okay. Wow. So, so that's very, yeah. that is very interesting. Wow. Yes. It's okay. a, it's um apostolic Christian background. Oh, okay. Like the whole surrounding community is very everybody. apostolic Christian. So, okay. Uh, like everybody is kind of related. You've yeah. got lots of cousins oh, that are boy. in the same classes and then they've got like generational cousins. So it's wow. like, you know, <laughs> sixth grade, fourth grade, third grade, they're all like siblings. And there's like, yeah. And wow. That's crazy. And there's no like cousins marrying cousins or anything <laughs> like that. Okay, just we're not we're not that far south. <laughs> we're not, yeah. well, hey, you know, fifth 
cousin. I'm like, really? <laughs> Just related? asking. I mean, if everybody kind of sticks around the area, there's only you no. Know, there's definite families that are like not related. <laughs> hey, all of our gotcha. listeners okay. were probably thinking. It's <laughs> so important to clarify. Glad I asked that. Well, now to make we it know. a little clear, like there's yeah. communities in like Washington State that okay. have families that will like they marry each other from Washington to Illinois. Oh wow! What? Because they're because of the apostolic. Thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Oh. Is that what kind of? Can it's you a. Tell it's me a, more about apostolic. <laughs> I'm sure I learned about that at Moody, but I, I don't mean, remember. It's it's like a background off of like German apostolic Christian, okay. mm. which is like very very strict. Like okay. no electronics, no radios, oh, okay. no television, no like outside influences like from Amish? the world. Wow. It's so very Amish esque, yeah. but they still okay. have electricity. So you okay. can relate. Yeah, I grew up in an Amish town. I'm not Amish, no, but I was, oh. <laughs> but I was surrounded by Amish growing up. But okay. yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. Keep going. So it's it's like very like down to roots like background. Yeah, and like their church services are very long. It's okay. an all day thing. And in German. Like, oh goodness. Okay. Yeah, they'll Do have you speak part German. Of, no. Okay. <laughs> no Sprechen Sie Deutsch. No. Did hey, you? Know that. Are you apostolic German? No. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so many one. questions. Yeah. I, we're gonna get caught up on this. We're only <laughs> scratching the surface here, folks. But we've got a three-hour stop for you. <laughs> no, no. So it's just a lot of my friends growing up. All okay. their families were okay. Apostolic Christian. And okay, so, gotcha. And it's like evolved. So that's when I was in like grade school and junior high, the kids that were Apostolic Christian like did not play sports. They all oh. wanted to play sports Aww. very, very badly. But like the church was <laughs> the church was like very against it. And so okay. Okay. it was it was like, more I like wonder what once I hit high school. Really? You think there the was competitiveness a, maybe it was like, compa- yeah, it wasn't like jealousy, envy, I don't know, all those physicality things. or like I don't well, know. Well, they were all farm the- kids, so they're like yeah. all beef beef and right. like they would These probably be kids. really good. Wow. They were. They'd be really good. Oh, <laughs> well, we didn't have football. Oh, okay. Too small for football. Well, gotcha. Yeah, football. Perspective. Okay. Understood. <laughs> you know what? I didn't have football. Mine either. So. Well, well, what's interesting is, so my family, ha- we have an apostolic background. Yeah. But it doesn't sound the exact same. I mean, they couldn't cut their hair or go to college oh. or they had to wear long skirts and pants. And they, so ha- that's they did so long similar. skirts and it pants. It actually does sound similar. <laughs> it's now very that similar. It. And my husband <laughs> thinks that. There's some connection with the both sides of the families. Like how cause my yeah, I won't even get into all that. But no. they're all they all like grew up together. Like both mm. my my dad's side, my mom's side, they're all uh-huh. wow, okay. Yeah. But it wasn't so it's an, unclear if your parents were related no. before they got married. No, I'm just no, totally they weren't. kidding. Just kidding. N- they weren't. <laughs> Rowan and Desiree. Don't forgive me. I'm no. just kidding. My mom listens, so I, I got clear that I just said <laughs> that is not true. That was just a joke. Desiree. <laughs> she, we laugh with her about it. <laughs> but it's it sounds a little different, but it's still like apostolic. Yeah, I mean so. they still do like the whole hair netting and the long. Yeah skirts for the girls and it was like even in like PE class it was mm-hmm. very funny because they like wouldn't wear shorts right and so like they all wore or they wear like, pants or they still wear athletic skirts? pants okay mm-hmm. um, um or skorts what are they Squ- short, short skirts? skirts yeah short skirts no you can- <laughs> no it was skorts? it was either no. pants or like oh. yeah like something long jean skirts yeah like legs covered yeah so yeah 
But yeah, so small town. Um. <laughs> we digress. So, all right, we're done with the okay. questions. I already feel bad insulting your parents. <laughs> just a joke. It's just a joke. Yeah, so I grew up in a really small town. There, um, like the influence in the area was definitely the whole apostolic Christian, but okay. like the whole background to it was they kind of have the whole like almost like a rumspringa where you kind of like venture off to your own thing and then you come back to the church. Um, so a lot of oh, kids were like gotcha. a little okay. wild. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, not like yeah. I mean, and because we are south of I eighty, I mean it's very <laughs> <Chicago> southern. Land. <laughs> As my wife would southern say, Illinois. It's southern that Illinois. Is, that is the that's, that's the, the cutoff. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. No, the there's Good another five Chicago hours of state. land and southern <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> um, Who would have thought? And so, like, it is very rural. Yeah. Uh, we all knew each other. Um, you know, we all knew each other's birthdays, siblings, parents, names, grandparents. Um, Aw, that's sweet. So it was a nice uh, upbringing, just having, like, yeah, you know, the closeness of the community. Yeah, for sure. To be known and, yeah. But there is, like, a whole another side of that that's, like, because you are in such a small community, like, everybody knows everything about everyone. Right. Yeah, gotcha. Totally. August wants to say Augie a few words. is grabbing the mic from his mom. Things to say. <laughs> um, bad. I am an Enneagram type two. I'm the okay. helper. Okay. Helper. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. I can totally see that. What wing are you? So wing three or a wing seven? No, you your other highest was a seven, but they oh. said with oh, wings. Oh, yeah, okay. with wings. I'm okay. A, a second. Two, okay. two wing three. But I told him he answered the questions wrong because he's not a seven. Yeah. <laughs> I think like- I project as a seven, <laughs> but no, I'm a true two. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the two rings true in my mind. Just even, I, like, I think how you are with, like, the worship team and, like, helping every, like, making sure everybody has what they need and that, can, you know, I mean, that's, like, a snapshot, but Marshall could probably speak a lot further to that, but I yeah. feel like twos are good husbands, so there's mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Got that going for him. Not that sevens aren't, Robbie. Um, <laughs> my husband is the truest seven <laughs> I've ever known. So. And also a wonderful husband. It's like <laughs> literally word for word. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, I read it, and I was like, no, that's not you. See, yeah. loves relaxing. He loves it. So it's like, mm. you do not value fun over everything else. Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You're like, no, I can just I do skip enjoy that a lot of event my, like, kind of thing. Personal time okay yeah totally yeah. but the helping part like i i do enjoy like a lot of like events and yeah helping people to be successful okay i mean it kind of like projects across everything that i do totally that's so, awesome yeah. i'm a definite too yeah um so i am from neighborville so just a couple towns over grew up very differently from steve my graduating <laughs> class had about a thousand kids in it oh my so goodness total Wait, what was your school total change i went to niqua niqua um, okay. yeah in uh, south there's more 18 year olds in her class than my entire town yes that's what yeah. i just say <laughs> <laughs> got you outnumbered there <laughs> yeah just by a little um so yeah that's grew up um in the area i actually attended community since um i was in high school oh um, so i've been going to i was at the yellow box for a long time okay. Okay. Um, before we moved to Downers. Um, and it's been a great transition. We love Downers Grove. Yeah. It's, yeah. Definitely where we belong. So it's been really fun. Um, I'm Enneagram 9. So Ooh, I'm a peace that's what I thought. Peacemaker. Baker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And a wing. That is me. Um, they said wing 8, but no, no. 
yeah, they said nine wing eight, but they well, the first line of my results were your test is inconclusive. Oh, <laughs> that's oh. a typical nine. Thing. Yeah, typical like, nine. Oh, that just sound like yeah. me. So they were kind of like, we don't really know what you are, but we think you're a nine, <laughs> and maybe you could be a two wing that's three. That's so funny. Yeah. So, but did you feel like the description? Kinda yeah, like reading the for description. It's yeah. exactly mm-hmm. her. Yes, yeah. my my main goal in life is to avoid conflict, yeah. and if it's there, At all to costs. like avoid it hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> What can I do to make this go away? <laughs> totally. Without having to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh. make it stop. <laughs> so if Steve has comments like during rehearsal, just tell him to <laughs> knock it off. Because I know he's always got comments for everybody, including myself. <laughs> so Steve, I know you're listening. She doesn't like to hear it. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I feel like you're totally just chill about like everything. And I feel like that's totally a nine thing. But I don't flow. know. Do you always like feel chill on the inside? Usually. Or, okay. It takes like kind of a lot. And then when I don't, it's like it's a problem, mm. but it's still internal. Okay. Whereas like I am like panicking inside because I am feeling yeah. something that I don't want to feel, but I still sure. don't want to like But she doesn't want to externalize it. Don't do anything it. Okay. about it. Like oh, I've got to yeah. figure it out in my head. So, so it's a little bit tricky because Steve is not like that. Steve wants to talk about things okay. and that makes yeah. I'm an externalizer. Like, I mean, hardcore. need to connect now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's like, if there's something wrong, I need to talk about it right now. Totally. I can't wait five minutes because five too. minutes is too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So. You're like, Faye, let's get this problem. Yeah. This is not okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're kind of more like the pursuer with that, with like the, if there's a problem. Oh, definitely. And you're more like the retreater if. Yeah. Okay. For sure. For sure. And then so I a lot get of mad our because she's retreating and I'm pursuing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a lot of our arguments end up more about how we're handling. Like the original okay. thing is not a big deal yeah. anymore. It's more about like, why are you attacking me about this? And I'm like, well, why aren't you listening right to me? <laughs> I just want to talk about this. Yeah, yeah totally. So. It's funny. Funny <laughs> Do in you our guys house. Even fight though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. What's a what's a bad fight you've been in? I want to hear this. <laughs> oh, She's getting goodness. right to the juice. Yeah. I just feel like. Every time I see you, I'm like, I can't imagine them fighting. I don't know, but I'm sure. Everybody I'm fights. sure you do, and I'm sure, definitely. Do. I feel like every healthy relationship, you do have conflict and you do fight. You know, yeah, so it's good. Yeah. I mean, we do have our conflicts, but I feel like all of like our conflict that we do have is kind of less mm. because we're both kind of chill. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it does are chill. I could. We. I get people. annoyed. Like, and we'll just be like, I'm really like, I was really annoyed by this thing that you did, but yeah. it doesn't often turn into like. An argument. Well, yeah. I've learned like over the past few years in marriage, it's been I don't keep pursuing mm-hmm. when I know that she's oh, mad. Because I'll, yeah. I'll say something mm-hmm. along the lines of like, what's wrong? Because mm-hmm. I know something's wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh-huh. Out. I'm, uh-huh. fine. I'm fine. So then you need some time to process. Yes. Okay. But if he keeps pushing, then I yeah. get mad and then it comes out. Then it's Okay. <laughs> Gotcha. Then, so I've then learned it's more of a like, blow up. Yeah. yeah. So, so then you, I've learned to like take my time to like if she gives okay, me okay. the I'm fine, I just don't keep asking. Okay. Okay. And eventually we'll but talk then it about comes it. out like, okay. In Do a, you feel like you could just process it and never have to talk about it and be like I figured it out. It's okay. Or yep. do you feel like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I totally can. Yeah, she could have like but this do big you argument. you feel okay with that or no? Not he'll never okay. learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I got it. We're good, you know? But I think that's good for a nine, you know, to have someone saying like, no, maybe we should just talk about that too, right. you know? And I've know. had times where I'm like, no, we 
like yeah. need, seriously need to sit down and talk. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. if we don't talk, I'm not going to be okay when right. this is over. I know you'll probably be fine, but right. I know I'm not going right. to be fine. Right. Usually it's like late at night when I'm trying to go to sleep too. So then that doesn't, mm. yeah, it's just. But yeah. it's okay because. Oh, I don't like talking at night no. when I'm tired. tired. Oh, totally. I know. <laughs> I'm okay with it though. Nine just way. because I, I, if I have her time just to know that she's halfway listening, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Like I feel better about yeah. it. Yeah. Totally. Because I'm trapped. I can't get away. I'm already ready for that. Right. You're like, since we're both here, yeah. let's just have let's a little talk chat. Talk about our feelings. So, okay. So speaking of your relationship, how did you guys meet and like what attracted you to each other and who pursued who and all that? I want to hear the deets. So um, we were at U of I, so in Champaign um, yeah. for school. And we're both in, we went to the same church. Yep. We were okay. both in Crew, which is like a Christian ministry on like yeah. secular campuses. It used campuses. to be called Campus Crusade. Yeah. Um, so it's unclear on like where we met and how we met. Oh, like we just remember know. knowing each other at some point. Okay. Like I have no, no memory of like, like, this is when I met oh, Steve. Oh, hi. Yeah. I'm Steven. It's like we're like, both around the same things and we had the very same mutual friends okay. too so it was kind of oh, okay. like we were just always together yeah gotcha and so it wasn't like a moment where you're like hi yeah let's let's like someone introduced you or something it was just kind of like you have no memory around. of that yeah. yeah the one thing that i do remember would be like when we were around in the same group marshall was always very good about if i ever went over to talk to her she was very engaging with conversation mm, mm-hmm. and so that was something that she's a good kinda, conversationalist like kind of did you take out. that as like like she's she's easy to talk to or did you take it as like she might be interested or no open? no <laughs> okay. it was it was like she's easy to yeah, talk to yeah and like the conversations are always like lighthearted and right just these kind totally. of like upbeat makes you feel kind of good uh-huh oh um, i love that i feel like that too talking to you and so like we just we never really had a a true introduction yeah um you just were but so you started friends so that's a cool thing yeah Yeah. or like how soon would you say it kind of like progressed or how did that all go down um so one thing that i remember uh it was one late night in the dorm uh i was chilling on on the uh, futon with a couple other friends and they were talking about some of the girls that they liked within crew and they you know boys do that I didn't know boys yeah, did that. Yeah, I know, right? You think that <laughs> you think they don't gu- have guy that? Talk. Yeah, guy talk exactly. And they were just cool. kind of talking about you know some of the girls that they appreciated, and they were like, "I think I really want to ask you know this girl out," or yeah, you know, I, I want to go on a date with this girl. And there was like this moment of silence, and they were just kind of like waiting. Steve, what about you? <laughs> I was like, well, I've never really talked to anybody about this person like nobody really knows I was like but I think I might have a crush on Marshall yeah and (laughs) and I was just like I really think I want to ask her out on a date but it was like super nerve-wracking like had you even like processed that or thought like you had thought it but never said it correct I had thought about it internally for quite some time yeah because this was probably like well over a year after like Hanging out mutually through friends. Yeah. Um, but I had never, like, expressed that to anybody. Okay. And then, like, I don't know, Marcel, if you want to tell your perspective on kind of how you viewed me. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Steve was, he, did, he didn't live on campus. He lived off campus. But he would be, you know, we had the mutual friends. So he was in our dorm a lot. Um, and he was just 
it's still, which it makes sense with his Enneagram type that he was always just very helpful. Um, so he, you know, was offering to just do things for people. That was weird. It's like in college, like you're kind of pretty selfish of like, I'm just trying to get by here and do my work and figure things out. But he was always, you know, just around offering, yeah, just to be there, be a Aww. good friend. Um, and <laughs> the funny part that we always joke about, so he had a car, which was not, oh, you know, there you go. it was a pretty rare thing yeah. on campus. Right, exactly. And so he would come all the time and, you know, take people places, drive people uh-huh. around and so I was like he's a really nice guy like yeah. if I had a car I'd be like nope I'm gonna you know yeah. do what I need to do and so that was so <laughs> he jokes that I you know wanted to date him because of his right, car right that was the main reason was it a super cool car too no oh hey hey yo you can put can a lot of in a Kia. With a Kia silver Kia uh, that's awesome <laughs> that's so cool so like basically you were both kind of open to it from the beginning I love that and that's then you so started cute. dating like after that first date, where'd you go on your first date? Zaz. Zaz. It Italian oh. restaurant. Yeah, like pizza. Did Steve pay? He did. Okay. He did. Poor yep. Good man. <laughs> Open the door and everything. Oh, Student loans. There you go. <laughs> Open the door to that Kia. Yeah. Let you right <laughs> My carriage awaits. I, I opened the door while like five of her friends from the dorm room yes. watched. So they were all like they? helping me pick out oh, an outfit and everything. And they're all oh, up in that window watching. So sweet. She's like, don't look up there, but everyone's staring. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So these are fun memories. You don't think about these things very often, right. you know? Yeah. I love sweet. that. That's so I will sweet. say, like, Marshall was the first um, girl that I'd ever asked out on a date. Oh, wow. She was my first girlfriend Aww. that I, like, ever had. Aww. And so I was super nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, sweet. I don't even know how to ask a girl on a yeah. date. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, do I just go up and be hey. like, hey, right. you want to go on a date? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and that's about what yeah, I did. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> <laughs> did you know that he was like thinking any of these things or did, was he showing any signs of like interest before this um like but he, he was talk. so friendly yeah, all the time sure. that it didn't seem weird like it was kind of how he was with everyone else and yeah. in fact we had left a crew meeting and he said hey I'm gonna be over in FAR as a dorm I love Dennis I'm gonna be over there later and I need to talk to you and also I need to talk to David that's how he yeah. kind of left it. it. And so I was yeah. like, well, whatever he's talking to me about, he's also talking to David about. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if you're around, could I come over and talk to you? <laughs> Sneak attack. Right, exactly. So then I like went back to the dorm and had been raining outside and no umbrella. So oh. a college kid has an umbrella. Yeah, yeah right. right. Exactly. Um, and I, he like, I walk up to him and he's like, is it raining outside? You're really wet. And I was like, it is raining. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I didn't jump in a fountain. It's yeah, definitely raining outside. And then Me he's being just like, nervous. State yeah. the obvious. You're what? Is it raining? I was wondering if you like, want to go on a didn't date. Notice it. Aww. I was like, okay, yeah. So this yeah. And how long have you guys been married then? Almost seven years. Wow. Yeah, almost. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So okay, so one question I have that I don't think I've ever asked you guys, but like have you noticed any okay so those of you listening who maybe can't tell they are an interracial couple is that the right term for it, it i is. think it is um thanks guys good because i'm like not that pc usually i don't know what i'm saying but anyways i just wanted to hear like has that been like a thing for you or have have you had any like pushback ever on that or like people to you know because like in my mind i'm like oh that's totally normal and I think Steve has pointed out before because we went, we have other friends um, that actually she's from the South and we went to their wedding and he's black. And we, we were like, 
not, I wasn't really aware of anything. I'm like, this isn't weird. And then Steve was like, you know that that can be like weird. Like thing, yeah. people yeah, push people back on that, upset, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like so unaware. And um, so anyways, it just like comes to my mind for you guys. Like, has that been a thing or is it, you know? Yeah. Because you think we're in this progressive society, right. but also, you know. Right. Totally. If you're from a southern Illinois, yeah. central <laughs> Illinois farm town, I don't <laughs> That's know. That's true. Mm-hmm. What I think is great is for like people who don't know us to listen and try to guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Who's Which who? Person right. Exactly. Who's totally. <laughs> He's got a little bit You're of a country twang, yeah, though. I do. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's very white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think from my perspective, less than I thought there could have been. So since I grew yeah. up in Naperville, you know, definitely a predominantly white town. It, totally. You know, at least 90 something percent yeah um I it wasn't weird for me because just growing up most if not all of my friends were white obviously mm-hmm. my, my family isn't not uh, most people in my family aren't but yeah um so it wasn't strange for me um and I kind of just just imagined I don't know if I imagined that I would marry someone white but I just it wasn't a given that I would marry right. someone black because it from my right. perspective where would I meet this person not yeah. probably at my high school totally. at U of I and you know not necessarily so anyway yeah. so that wasn't as maybe I don't know not as big of a thing for me but we've had just a little bit um like I would get comments in college of I was going over to the you know kind of dorm who's hanging out with friends yeah. and this guy, random guy in an elevator, um, black guy asked me, where, where are you going? Because, you know, college people are nosy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, just going to visit <laughs> my boyfriend going? in this tower. And he said, oh, that's cool, as long as he's in white. And it's, you know, just like things like that, huh. where it's like, you, like, yeah. I've never met you before. Like, what wow, a weird thing to say weird. to people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Such so, a personal thing right. to say. Yes, to exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I don't understand people. Okay, yeah. but. Yeah. And as like far as far as for me, um, you know, growing up, my town is a very predominant white okay. community. Yeah, and just the whole like, I think idea of marrying someone um, from a different race was yeah kind of a big deal. Um, I'd say a lot of people in my town are kind of leaning towards the like maybe race racial segregation type. Okay. Yeah. There's one Hispanic family in your town. I think that's it, right? Oh, no, wow. there's a couple other Hispanic people, but it's predominantly white. Okay. Wow. Um, and so growing up, I never really had the idea that I would probably marry somebody from a different race. Yeah. But I was never closed off to it. I think I was very open to, you know, whoever I meet is going to yeah. be whoever I meet. Right. right. And I'll be happy with kind of like wherever um I end up and with whomever I end up yeah and so as far as my like personal like perspective on it it just it felt very natural Mm -hmm. when I first started dating Marcelle I never like really even thought about the whole idea that she was African-American and I was Caucasian Mm -hmm. um but now like there are a lot of times where um you know, if we're out and about and I'm holding one of my children and it's kind of like people, I don't know if it's people are looking at me or if I'm just more perceptive to mm. people glancing mm-hmm. or staring. Mm. And I feel like people may look and say like, why is he holding an African-American child? Mm. Um, I mean, just even the other day, 
Uh, or, or like, sh- did he adopt that child? Is that, do you think? I don't people, know. It's, it's hard to say. I feel like that's. So the one thing that, you know, I really uh, picked up on the other day was um, we had dropped Marshall off at Target and Dean and I uh, were going to go eat lunch over at Wendy's. And we were um, sitting there and uh, there was this elderly couple that was sitting, you know, a couple tables over from us. And I could just pick up that the the elderly lady kept looking over at us. And I, I just don't know if like if it was more of like her making comments about Dean because like Dean is really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so I just like I don't know. I, I think I project sometimes like. Is she making sure. comments about, um, you know, he's white and the kid's black or, yeah. mm. um, you know, just a general comment about us. Right. And I could see her husband, like, she would lean over and say something to him and then he would, like, look over at us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just, I have that, yeah. like, heightened sense. Oh, I'm sure. Kind of totally. all the time when I'm out and about. Yeah. What about you? Um, I, I, get, I just think it was, like, less, I don't know, less than I thought it would be. Besides that one mm-hmm. comment, we haven't. Had anything overtly, I think. Yeah, yeah, same, you know, as with Steve, sometimes people just look, but it's just people, you know, like people feeling looking. Yeah, rarely yeah, do I assume yeah. in the moment. I'm like, oh, okay. I think, you know, they're yeah, thinking something. Right. Sometimes afterwards, maybe we'll talk about it. And right. Be like, oh, yeah. it's hard for us to remember that it's kind of weird. Something actually really funny yeah. that happened. And sometimes mm-hmm. Steve even forgets or like will yeah. make funny I'm comments. Right. We, uh, were, I think that's amazing. <laughs> that just yeah. shows like it's it not a thing. Matter. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just so Obviously. like natural and not the first Aww. thing we think about. Right. Um, we were in a, we used to live in San Diego for a little while and we were at a grocery store. It's a like Asian grocery store. We're very into Asian food. Nice. Um, and so Steve's looking around. <laughs> <laughs> and notices that like everyone in there is Asian, but the way that he mentioned it to me was, I, Rochelle, I, we're the only white people in here. I leaned over. Like, <laughs> I was like dead serious, Marshall. We're the only white people in here. And so I leaned back over to Steve and I said, "No, Steve, you're the only white person in here, and we're gonna get you." <laughs> That's she's not like, the first time I've done this. Coming for you. Are you scared or something? Oh my gosh, that I'm is so funny. <laughs> that is really funny. Yeah. But then he had to like look at me to like say that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, staring right at her, not, calling yeah. her white. <laughs> no, that, that is, is funny. Hilarious. Oh my word. <laughs> what about your families? Like, I mean, how how are your relationships with? Your in-laws, your parents. And yeah. Stuff like that. So my parents actually live with us. Oh, okay. Um, we kind of set up our house, uh, our basement. We've got like a walkout basement. Yeah. So it's not underground, but they have a you know, bedroom and living yeah. room and bathroom and everything okay. down there, um, which has been great with the boys being so close in age sure. that they've been a huge help um, and the dogs. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they, I think it's probably the same perspective as me growing up in Naperville. They probably expected it, to be honest. I think they would have been more surprised had I not married someone white. Again, this is because <laughs> of... Um, like, right. This is what we've presented to you. Right. right. Yeah. You know, exactly. Here, so, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't think that was any kind of shock to them. I, yeah. Yeah, because I'm a pretty... Uh, just private person. I'm an mm. open book when asked a question. Like, I'll yeah. tell you anything, mm-hmm. but just I don't offer information right. easily. And so they were, I think, very surprised when Steve came to ask them to marry me just because I hadn't really <laughs> talked. Like, they knew I was dating him, but they didn't. 
to their knowledge, we weren't anywhere near that oh, yeah. spot. Wow. So they were probably <laughs> surprised by that. They were like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is she going to say yes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this. Yeah. So more that than anything else so that funny. he was white. Just, yeah. I don't know. Do you think yeah. she wants to marry him? So. It's yeah. funny. I've had conversations too with uh, her parents and, you know, they'll say something along the lines of like, well, if her grandfather was still around, you know, he might have something to say about it. But or, you know, he's rolling in his grave because she married someone white. Oh, he was not raised in April. No. Gotcha. South side of Chicago. OK, gotcha. And like my parents, I don't know. I I feel like they probably expected that I'd marry somebody white. Mm-hmm. Um, but like our family dynamic is interesting because I have African-American cousins that okay. have been adopted into okay. our family. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's it's not that yeah. our family had those, you know, values that, oh, you're raised in a white community, you right, marry somebody right. white. Um, but I think there was a little bit of kind of like a factor of, oh, she's African-American. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think there was a little bit of that initially, but mm-hmm. – you know, I, that kind of blew over really fast. Yeah, yeah, totally. Good. And I think my mom <laughs> yeah, also good. realized because, you know, it was the first girlfriend I ever actually had. She Aww. was yeah. like, is this kind of serious? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is probably going to be it. She's a yeah. special yeah. one. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, the first girl you brought home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still bringing her home. Um. <laughs> well, and like to that point, yeah. though. It was really interesting, like, early on in our relationship, I didn't really want to bring Marshall home, mm. you know, just because the community, I felt yeah. like, was not that as was open fear. to that. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. You know, yeah. I-, I remember going into the local gas station, and a lot of people in the town know me. And so, to, like, have her with me, I just felt mm. like everybody was staring, mm. and, like, all the eyes mm. were on us. And so… Yeah. I didn't really in- enjoy taking her back to my hometown initially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can be weird sometimes when we travel. So like we yeah. lived in San Diego, never thought of it except for the at the grocery store. That one time. Yeah. <laughs> it like never except came up because it's Asian so normal. Yeah. When you were both what? <laughs> <laughs> um, that one time. But we've that been to like <laughs> Texas and then it was like, okay, like I feel just, you know, mm. from where we are, I feel like maybe I should be slightly more. Yeah. Like sensitive mm-hmm. to this because it probably is like kind of a weird thing. So there is that yeah. piece of his hometown, but you know, you know, people mm. you know and yeah. yeah and just kind of move on. So did you guys talk about that early on in your relationship? Was it like a hard thing to address or was it like let's just get it out there in the open? Or <laughs> I don't think just... we ever really talked no. about it. It was like a thought after we got engaged of like, yeah. oh, interesting. Really? Wow. I think it was more Basically, comments. you were like, we're going to have the cutest babies in the whole world. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. That was, that's what yes. I, my first thought would be. That, is that was the comment true. of a lot of people. They'd be like, oh my God, you guys are going to have babies. babies. Be. They're going to be the cutest kids <laughs> they ever. They are. They are the and most beautiful children. Yep. <laughs> they were right. We will point out we're like super weird at a grocery store, especially before we had August. Anytime, anytime we yeah. saw mixed kids, he would be yeah. like, mixed babies. Okay, mixed babies. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> totally. Aww. I'm with you, dude. <laughs> Gorgeous. <My> favorite. Especially <laughs> so your child. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love both of your children equally, but I do have a special place for this little boy sitting here. <laughs> I'm obsessed with his face. But Dean was my first love in your family. Um, okay. So, yeah. You also have other things in common that I don't know when you talked about that for the first time, but you are both adopted. We are. Um, yes. 
very different stories though about adoption. So I kind of wanted to get into wow. that and just see. Yeah. <laughs> Tia, I mean, I, we kept Tia in the dark about as much as possible, so she could just have all these reactions. I of just like, love Whoa, it. What? Oh my goodness! Wow. You know, it's like surprise Tia and I. So Tia is loving this. Um, so yeah, tell us a little about yeah. Yeah. So that was a totally discussion different. much earlier before you know realizing the interracial marriage part um, is. Excuse me. On our first date, Steve was because that's a big part of his life, which he'll you know mm-hmm. get into that a little bit more. Um, telling me about that, and at the end, my first like reaction was, "Oh my gosh, I'm adopted too!" Like it was just <laughs> wow. so funny. Yeah, that I you know I didn't know about that about him until that moment, and um, I was adopted as an infant actually, so mm-hmm. brought home around really? three months. Yeah, um, and you know, so to me, my parents have always been my parents. It's always mm-hmm, been my family. Right. I have no, you know, memory or knowledge of my biological mm-hmm. parents. And so it's not a thing that I think about a lot. I do more now that we're adults and, you know, we're mm-hmm. going through the things we're going through. But even as a kid, I never thought about it because these have always been my parents. It's like, right. I, you know, Did remember. you know you were adopted from a young I did, age? Or? yeah. Okay. And they nev- there was never this like, oh, they told me and now like my world. Mm-hmm. You, you see that on TV sometimes. Oh, totally. I'm like, this is a time and we right. sit down and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I have to something to tell you. That wasn't, that never <laughs> right. happened. I just remember always knowing like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a fact about my life, but it just yeah. never came up. And so, yeah, it's not even when I, you know, talk to people about my life, it's a part that I gloss over usually just because right. it was just like, no, yeah, I was grew up in Naperville and this and this and this. And yeah, right. That's totally. totally. I forget about it. Yeah. So right. much to the point, like some of her closest friends are like, she was never adopted. That's just Yeah, me. I have yeah. a friend. She- <laughs> that was made up. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not true because a lot of people think I look like my dad, which I, uh-huh. you know, I could kind of see. do. Yeah. yeah. And, but, so, yeah, it's kind of funny. Have you ever wanted to know your bio or like find them? So I did 23andMe and turned off the, like, family finder. That's, like, to the level that I'm, like, completely disinterested in. Okay. This is kind of my life and not wanting to know – Wait, what else do you find on 23? Like, your – People, like, give you relatives – Oh, no, okay. I turned that off. But oh. it tells you like okay. where you're from oh. exactly, like oh, what percentage. Okay. Of, oh, okay. oh, you know, or gotcha. like, yeah. okay. the background. <laughs> or like, okay. yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, okay. cool. Okay. That's, okay. That's good, especially having a child. Right. You mm-hmm. know, so. totally. Yeah. So I turned off, and I think it, it said they found relatives, but it, yeah. because I turned it off, I don't know, you okay. know who they are. Wow. So, huh. that, but that's not, if they think it's pretty rare from what, you know, I've read about yeah. as far as that's also part of my personality too of like, sure. nope, things are peaceful as they are. I feel mm, like at peace with all of sure. this and I'm not going to like go find something okay. to be like Interesting. anxious about. But I have a brother who's adopted, so not okay. blood related. Um, and he was the opposite way. And, you know, obviously right. we had the very same upbringing and turned okay. out. You yeah, know, totally differently in that respect. Really? So I think it's part yeah. of my personality yeah. and part that there wasn't, you know, a lot of trauma involved with it. It was just, nope, this is my family. So yeah, maybe and who knows? Maybe one day I'll turn that mm-hmm. switch on. Right. Not anytime I wonder. Soon. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you can't change your mind about it, right. but if you right. don't, you don't. You know. Yeah. I remember you saying that, and I was like, that's so interesting because I think, like, just having Ronnie and like we know knew you know obviously before his biological mom passed her and like her history and we've he's met his biological dad once but doesn't remember you know yeah we have one picture and um but yeah like I guess in all those adoption classes you hear because we had him since two months old too so Mm -hmm. that we're the only thing he really knows um 
Auntie Stacy was like, you know, his aunt to him, yeah. even though he knows that that's his biological mom. Um, so I think we just always are like wondering or waiting for like, when When's is that moment going to be? Mm-hmm. And because he knows everything, but like, when is he going to start asking all those questions? And, you know, and I, yeah. it, you know, we totally want to be like honest for whatever age he is as far as like appropriateness. But, um, but yeah. I think that's what they try to prepare you for in all those right. adoption classes. Like, this is going to happen. Be ready exactly. and be, you know, know what you're going to, like, to say and when and all that. But it's interesting that, like, maybe some kids don't right. go it through that, you know, and they're kind of like, this is just thing. my family, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. yeah. And I think my parents were probably prepared for my brother that so my mom will still to this day ask some you know it's not an everyday conversation yeah. once a year maybe or something she said, do you ever want to know anything um, do they know have, um they see i can't even answer that question okay. well they have yeah. they, it was a closed adoption so now they're okay, like okay. really pushing open adoptions that sure. wasn't the case okay. you know 29 years ago right. yeah. um, like a little bit of information like yeah they they have some that they yeah. could give me okay. if i wanted it um, enough okay. probably to find them or yeah. You know, especially yeah. with all the technology yeah. today. Sure. But, um, not, they don't, they didn't know them personally right. or anything. They just knew their situation a little okay. bit. Gotcha. Right. Um, so that's kind of my story with adoptions. Yeah. You've got a, a much different one. Yeah, wow. much different, different experience. <laughs> Hand off the baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so my, my story is, um, it's more complex. Um, so I was put into foster care when I was uh, five years old. Mm. And I have three other biological siblings that were from the same parents, uh, same mother, same father. Um, And uh, initially when we were put into separate homes, it was my sister and I were together and my two older brothers were together. And we were split up um, for about six months. Wow. And we were like two hours apart. And so doing visits every week with... Your okay. siblings yeah. got really oh. old for case aids. And so they then transferred us to a, a home that was like 20 minutes away from each other. Okay. Um, for their own convenience, right? For Is that what? Because they would have yeah. to drive you? Yes. Like the case managers? Okay. Yeah, they would wow. have to yeah. pick us up and we'd okay. drive two hours to go visit our siblings oh, yeah. and then two hours back. Okay. So That's it was cool. always a very long Saturday yeah. uh, in the car. <laughs> and... Did you uh, look forward to those times, though? Probably? It was exciting because okay. we had, like, yeah. you know, juices yeah. and fruit snacks. Yeah, and- okay, oh. yeah. So you remember. You're a kid. I mean, yeah. you're five. That's yeah. just Ronnie's yeah. age. I mean, I remember a lot of stuff from, you yeah. know, before that. Like right. how the conditions were uh, in the home, like, before we were put into foster care. Yeah. Um, Things that a kid that age normally wouldn't have. Right. Those kind of memories, well, but because they were traumatic. Traumatic, he, yeah. yeah. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I absolutely loved school. Yeah, and so our mom would enroll us into uh, school so that we could get fed because mm. uh, they did breakfast and lunch. Okay, okay. and oh my gosh. I remember there was one day it was absolutely snowing and cold outside, but I had to go to school, and I knew like because we would also bring home food for <laughs> had our sister. to like you wanted to or there was like a little were, bit of yeah. both. Like I okay. wanted to go because yeah. I loved learning, yeah. but there was also the fact of like my younger sister yeah. who's home won't get fed unless we bring food home oh for her. Gosh, and so, um, you know, I put on my clothes, dressed myself, and I walked to school. And I showed up at school. People were like, what are you doing? Like, where's your coat? Why are you in oh shorts and a God. T-shirt? Oh my word. And I was just like, 
I dressed myself. I just yeah. want to go to class. Oh my gosh. Um, and I think that was so, kind of like one of the last straws. Yeah. yeah. Was DCFS already involved with your family at that point? Okay. Yeah. I mean, there were multiple times, even before um, I was born, there were yeah. instances with my mm. brothers before that. There's a long history that comes from okay. our family. And so, yeah, they were in and out where they would come in, stop by, do wellness checks. Okay. Um, we were taken away, brought back, taken away, brought back. Yeah. You know, on, on unfounded type yeah. things. And so mm. we had multiple times where, you know, it'd be like, where's your mom? And mm. we'd be like, I don't know. Really? <laughs> try, try the house down the street because that's usually where she is. And was uh, your dad around at this time? No. So when I was five and we were officially put into foster care, my biological father was in prison okay. um, for attempted murder on mm. my mom oh, and uncle. Gracious. So Okay. Um, were you around for yeah, that whole right, situation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were. <gasps> Um, and so he oh wasn't gosh. around and, um, I, I even remember back, like there was always this constant fear, like, is he just going to show up? Like, right. cause we never knew like if he was going to get out of jail mm-hmm. or not, but, um, mm. and I remember in 2001, he was murdered in Kansas city, oh uh, by a convenience store owner. And like part of the, that like was he like, he was trying to steal or something. No, or he was accused of stealing. And I, I always would say, like, deep down, my biological father was a really good man at yeah. heart, mm-hmm. but he was a, a really severe alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of his decisions were always driven by alcohol. Sure. And so he was accused of stealing a bag of ice from the convenience store. And killed? Well, and the convenience store owner was like, uh, you're no longer welcome here. He was homeless at the time, mm-hmm. so they knew all that. And... um he came back. You know, supposedly, this is what you know. We've kind of recalled from yeah. that time. He came back to pay, and when he went to go pay the guy and like went to go get something, the store owner was like, "No, I told you, you're not welcome here," and um, like started pushing and shoving him out the door, and he like eventually fell down, and the store owner started kicking him. And uh, oh my goodness, what he ended is up passing store owner. Well, he ended up, it was like all caught on camera. Really? mm -hmm. Wow. So then that night when my uh, biological father went to bed, he didn't wake up the next morning. And what they found out was he had a ruptured spleen. From the kicking. From the kicking and being alcoholic, he had an enlarged spleen. So so how many years? That was in 2001. Okay, so he got out of jail. Yeah, at some point. We're not really sure when. I don't know the whole timeline. Okay, yeah. Wow. But I just know he was living in Kansas so City homeless. So Yeah. So wow. there's like this kind of like a little bit of like relief. Like, oh, he's never sure. just going to show up. But there's also sure. a part that's like I never had that like closing connection. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if there was ever a time that I wanted to like make mm-hmm. amends with mm-hmm. him, I will never have that. Mm. Um, so. Right. Like as an adult to go back and, you know, have a conversation or yeah. mm-hmm. you don't have that door open anymore. That is sad. Yeah. So, um, you know, the last straw was kind of the whole going to school. Yeah. Um, you know, Mm. we were in that one home that was far away. They brought us closer together and like, it was great for the state, but that was like really bad for my sister and I, Mm. um, you were always with your sister, right? Yeah. So we were the two youngest and the two oldest. What were the age ages of everybody? So my sister's, uh, like almost a year and a half younger than me and my brother's about a year and a half older than me. Okay. The next closest. And then my oldest brother is about seven years older than me. 
All right. And everybody was in the foster system then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the second home that we were in was a terrible home. You know, the typical bad foster home that you hear about. Like, <sighs> yeah. They're in it for the money. They don't really care about the children. They abuse the system just for that wow. aspect. That was the type of home. It's crazy to me because it's not that much money. You know what I no, mean? It's not. But to. Do they get paid per kid? Is that kind of the, Yeah, it's okay. per kid. Okay. Mm. And then they also got paid, you also get like a food stipend. So in Kansas, there was always this like pantry that they could go to to get groceries. Mm. That would then be divvied up amongst the kids at the house. Well, we were never given the option to have that food. They always mm. had like a locked pantry. So they would go, we'd go with them that day. Dude, it's messed up. I know. And so, I mean, it was, Man. we never had access to a lot of things. Um so we were there for two years, and yeah. then my oldest brother at the time got put in juvie, and he then had an mm. opening. There was more than one opening at the home where my next oldest brother was. Mm. So then they moved all three of us together. Oh, um, was that a better yeah, situation? I mean, the, I mean the, like the, anything's better than that for, right, I don't know, right. from the things, stories you've told, it's just. Yeah. I mean, the foster mom, horrible. she tend to deal with older kids, mm -hmm. um, and we were the youngest kids that she'd really had. Okay. Um, and so her kind of goal was like, I don't want you guys to phase out of the system at, you know, eight years old. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you really should be adopted. And so she did a lot of things right. I mean, mm -hmm. she, she had a lot of kids in her house. She had a very large home. Okay. Um, and so it was like, she took us to counseling. That was oh, one thing that's that. Cool. That's really nice. That yeah. is like the most influential, like. Mm. beneficial thing that she did for us was put us in counseling yeah. because like we had so many uh mental health issues oh and struggling with um like anger yeah not being able to process yeah. properly uh like ptsd from going into the oh house my goodness from past traumas that we had seen so how that, old were you at that time um, i was uh eight almost nine okay oh, um and so it was great. I mean, mm. We would meet with the counselor. Uh, Did you go together? Or yeah. Separate? So okay. we'd go once a week and it was always us siblings together. And then yeah. he'd like meet with us individually to okay. talk That's about good. things. Okay. Yeah. And Would you uh, guys talk? Would you share things? Or was it scary to share it with your siblings at, around? At first it was like nobody wanted to talk. Right. Yeah. Because you're like, no, we just don't want to like talk about what happened. Like it just yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. One day we'll just go home. Right. Like our mom oh, will get it together gosh. and we're just going to go back home. And that's the funny thing that they tell you about foster care is like no matter what they've been through, kids always want to be with their parents. It's There's true. never yeah. a point where they're like, no, yeah. this is so bad. I don't want to go home anymore. Right. Like, they always want to be with their parents. Because it's the most familiar like, As an and adult, like it's logical. You know, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Right. But, right. But, or actually, you say why. Because, yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, you'd have like I'm in your head me. these thoughts of like. Well, the only thing that you truly, really know is your home right. and your parents. And your so first memories and you're living yeah. with these random people and with these random children. And you're like, I just want to go home. Yeah. Like, I don't care that, you know, our parents didn't have it together, that we'd mm -hmm. go weeks without food. It was just kind of like, you're I just want to be home. Yeah. And because that's where we we knew we were comfortable. Mm -hmm. And you belong, you know. Like, yeah, you had a belonging. You feel like this is my space or my room. You know, when you're in other people's houses, you're kind of following their rules and doing, you know. Yeah, yeah and you have your belongings that are yeah. you. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But you don't have an area where you feel comfortable to be you. Yeah. And so you're just kind of always on guard, like, what's going to happen next? And I'm going to have to go to another house mm -hmm. and, you know. 
Wow. You're always anticipating the worst, but always hoping for the best. Mm-hmm. And so you're in that constant state mm-hmm. of like, things will be better. It's going to get mm-hmm. better. Mom yeah. will get things back together right. and we'll go home. Yeah. And then you don't hear anything and mm-hmm. you're like, well, are we going to go home? Mm-hmm. And it's that constant state. And like, so having the outlet of the counselor, like talk about that, mm. you know, and him to give us real expectations of like, well, your mom is struggling with this and this, you know, you may not go home. And so he like really opened our eyes to the fact of like, you may one day get adopted Mm -hmm. and you may not ever go back to your mom, but you'll have new parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we'd have a bunch of different families that were interested in us at multiple different times. So like they'd have where they would want like just my sister or they'd want Mm. my brother and I. Um, One was an Amish family, wasn't it? Yeah, so there was they an Amish didn't family. declined that adoption. That wanted just my brother and I. You they, declined it? We missed that. You, you were They gave us the to. option, yeah. Oh, They're old okay. enough. And because they they were oh, allowed wow. to say, no, we want to be together. And so that family oh, only wanted the boys. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so we had, like, were very defiant. wanted the boys. Come on. Get they couldn't have kids. Do. And so they wanted kids to, like, help yeah. take over the farm. I mean, oh, we viewed geez. it as, like. You would have been like oh, slave this was the Amish family. Yeah, the Amish the family. To yeah, work. only boys oh, wow. get to work. You guys were smart. <laughs> well, trick would have been on them. I can't grow a beard to save my life. <laughs> been disowned. <laughs> I would. I would have been kicked out. Like, you're out. Actually, neither of you. Yeah, that would yeah. Been my brother can't either. <laughs> and Good so we had, you know, we had the opportunity to say yes or no, and we are okay. always like. You know, oh, if we're going to get adopted, good. we want to be adopted together. Yeah. If we weren't going to be adopted together, we were going to phase out the system together. Okay. And so that was kind of like always yeah. our goal. Um, I and think that's so cool that you do get a say. I mean, I, I didn't yeah. know that about the system. Just and because you're older. That's okay. Yeah. Right. Sure. I'm sure small children kind of don't have as much, but, mm-hmm. but you were eight or nine at that point or. Yeah, I was eight approaching nine. Okay. Well, nine. Approaching 10, okay. I would say. Because you were there at that house for a while. For, for two years. Two yeah, years. we were there okay. for two years. Um, and so at one point, we'd heard there was a family that wanted to adopt all three of us. And we were mm. like, this is great. Mm-hmm. Someone who actually wants three yeah. broken children. <laughs> you know, if they want to do it, that's awesome. Um, we knew like the challenges were going to be because they were from Illinois. Uh, mm-hmm. We were in Kansas at the time. Oh, Wow. And so you have to meet both states' requirements. Mm-hmm. So it's like even harder. It's because pretty difficult okay. to adopt out of state. Um, okay. Yeah, it's not easy to do inter- out-of-state, interstate out of state. Yeah. yeah. Abby's aunt did it. It was oh, really wow. hard. Yeah. Because not only do you have to meet the state rules that you live in, yeah. you also have to comply with the state laws that you're mm-hmm. adopting from. And so mm-hmm. okay. we knew that going in, like it would be a long shot that they would have a lot of hoops to jump through. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, great. If they want to try, yeah, go right ahead. And we didn't hear anything for a while. And so, you know, typical foster kid, you like get your hopes up and then you're like, well, that didn't work out. (laughs) And so many of those situations in your life, you know, like the, well, I think it's amazing too, that you were like, still kind of like hopeful the whole time though. And maybe that's like a kid thing or I don't know, or you think, I don't know if you're, if all the kids feel like that, but it's like you just from these stories that you're telling right now, it's like. I feel like you're hopeful about maybe mom will get it together. Maybe I'll go home. Maybe I'll get, you know. And I think you weren't like jaded yet by, you know. You're always anticipating the best in anything. Right. Right. Um, you're never like expecting the worst. And so when you do find out the worst, you're like, oh. Right. You're so Such a down. disappointment. Was, Such your, a- was your mom looking, like, was she trying to get you back or? I mean, we'd have times where she would like try and she would yeah. work hard and she would. 
you know, get the electricity back on. We lived in a trailer. And so she'd like clean things up and we'd go back for visits and we'd be like, oh, things are looking great. Like, So she would try. Yeah. But then like, you know, we would come back home. Mm -hmm. You know, this was early on. We'd come back home and she'd like disappear for two weeks. Mm, Jeez. And so then. And, like, even throughout the whole process, like, as we got older, she'd give us, like, false promises of, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I've I've mm-hmm. got a job. I'm making some money. Mm-hmm. I'm working to, like, get things prepared so mm-hmm. you guys can come home. And it's always, like, she was always giving us hope, but, mm-hmm. like, we would never have it. Yeah. Um, and so that's where, like, talking to a counselor, like, yeah. oh really, yeah. really helped us. To hear the truth, yeah, that you may not go back, you know. Yeah. And so his name was Brian Mitch, and we spent two years with him. You know, when it came time, like, we actually found out that the family that wanted to adopt us, all three of us, the paperwork cleared, and, like, we were to ready to, like, start communicating yeah. with each other. Um, and we were like, wow, this is, yeah. like, actually happening. Really? Um, and Brian, like, spent a lot of time like we had these books that you'd go through and be like talking about siblings and parents and like having to follow rules. Mm. And he would like tell us like, you know, (laughs) when you go to this family, there's no longer uh, like you're on your own. It's like you have to abide by rules. Mm. You have things Mm. that you need to to do, chores and expectations that these parents have for Mm you. Um, And so I remember we had done uh, everything like was ready to be, finished and we were meeting with Brian for like one of the last times and mm-hmm. I remember him saying like you know it's sad that you guys are are going to be leaving and I'm not going to really be spending time with you anymore mm-hmm. and he's like but you know one thing that's really exciting and I hope that you know we can continue talking in the future because I'm no longer going to be your counselor but I'll be your uncle no way and so what's crazy wait that what? part of the story <gasps> oh my word <laughs> I didn't it's And so uh, my uncle Brian uh, was our counselor when we were in foster care. It was his sister who and he, did he kind of like set this up? Yeah. Okay. So, like, I mean, they oh, they like decided that they wanted heart. to adopt kids <laughs> and they didn't know where to start. And he mm. works with DCFS. Wow. And so he was like. You know, this is kind of what we did. And yeah. they've also, him and his wife, have adopted four kids. Wow. Um, and so, so cool. they were kind of like, you know, here's how we do it. Mm-hmm. And so they started getting into it. And they were, I'm not sure if they were having trouble finding kids that they wanted or like an age group. And he was like, yeah. I've got three perfect kids for you. You like don't oh have to gosh. look any further. Wow. Yeah. And so. And he'd been counseling you and working. Wow. And so he knew us. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so yeah, so he's Uncle Brian. Now. That's beautiful. Oh, the best. <laughs> and what? You're the, the best. best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now he gets to see you be a dad and oh, that yeah. is so cool. So cool. <laughs> I love so, that. So yeah, so then uh in two thousand one, uh when was when we got adopted. Mm. Uh all three of us. Wow. Well, you know, abiding by the state rules of Illinois, we had to live with the family for six months before we could be adopted. So okay. I remember we came Huh. To Illinois, and then we had to go back to Kansas to, mm. like, finalize the adoption. Okay. Um, with them? Like, yeah, with your parents? All together, okay. yeah. Okay. And, I mean, it was great. You know, my my parents, cool. uh, Robert and Bethany Marshall, 
Um, Robert. Sometimes I forget that's his full name. He's called Bob, Bob. So I forget. Oh, that. nice. That's not actually. I'm married to got, Robert. Yeah, she's got a lot of Roberts. He's around got all, her yeah. family. His dad is, his dad Robert. is Robert. His mom is Robin. Robin. What? Robert too, but he's Robbie to me. So it's Rob is what his dad goes. His by dad's actually goes, Robbie yeah. too. That's what his grandma. Wow. Called. Yeah. So it's, oh, he was okay. So he's, his grandma. So still when Robbie calls him grows him. up, he'll be Rob. No. <laughs> no, he'll kidding. never be Rob. <laughs> Robert and Robin. Robbie. That's that's great. Yeah, and they yeah. both see. Well, they're not together anymore. Yeah, Rob but they and used Robin to named their kid Rob. Robbie. <laughs> A lot of <laughs> Robs going on there. It's kind of like the Marshall Marshall yeah, thing happening over here. No. Yeah, <laughs> I think at one point this could have been a joke, but I think my mother-in-law Robin, she's a wonderful woman. She said that they were going to name. Robbie's sister, Lauren, Roberta. And I was like, I'm so <laughs> glad you didn't name her. That might have so been a we joke, all basically have variations of the exact same name. That's funny. Yeah, that's Anyways, <laughs> back to you. <laughs> yeah, so we were, we were adopted when I was 11. We were 9, 11, and 12 wow. at the time. Wow. And I love my parents to death. They, they really, they like gave us the opportunity to like flourish and do yeah. well. It was definitely a big change. Yeah. yeah. What was that transition like? I mean, it's going to a smaller so question too. And- I mean, it was crazy because yeah. I remember That's we would true. like be talking to them on the phone and they'd be like, oh, we're like, we're getting our basement redone. We've got your bedrooms that are built. So oh. when you guys come visit, like you can pick out your paint colors, mm. your carpet, and we'll get you beds. And I mean, it was kind of like, is this actually happening or is right. this like just something we're talking about? Is this right. a dream? Yeah. Like, yeah. totally. Like, prove it. You and know, so, like, I'm we sure. came for just a visit. First, it was a very long drive going from Kansas to Illinois. You know, yeah. three kids in the car. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> right. And I remember we got back into Cisna very late. And um, I remember, like, driving up. And it was almost like this surreal, magical, like, uh, almost like a Disney-esque mm. feeling of, mm. like, you pull up into the driveway and there's this nice big old huge house and you're like is this actually where we're gonna live wow and then like to top top it off with cherry on top they live on a lake and so (gasps) it is very fun to go there in the summertime not so so much fun in the winter because there's nothing else to do but in the summer it's great (laughs) and so like we went from living in a trailer to being a foster care to living in a house on a lake oh my word and it's like we show up and we get to pick out our colors and yeah I mean so like it was super exciting yeah. There was definitely the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Right. Where everyone was so happy. And yeah. Right. You're just so excited. And then totally. like when real life hit, it was kind of like, yeah. we all have anger issues. Mm. And oh, man. Eating problems. And eating disorders <laughs> and hoarding. Oh. And, oh, my goodness. And, I, you yeah. know, our my parents, I felt like we're pretty prepared for the fact okay. that we had come with a lot of baggage. Um, mm mm-hmm. And so I don't know, like, were they, like, fully aware of what they were getting into at the time? I don't think they were, but um, hmm. my mom's a, a guidance counselor okay. uh, as, as her profession. And so, Well, that's wonderful, too. I mean. Yeah, so I felt like she did a really nice job of, like, being able mm-hmm. to handle the fact, like, when we'd have our outbursts mm-hmm. and, like, anger. Mm. You know, she she took very kind to it and, like, mm. you know, let us simmer down before she would actually, like, try to talk mm. to us. It was never like an explosive moment amongst mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. It was kind of like, you be mad. You do your thing. Right. right. We'll talk feel about it. Feel what you need to feel. Yeah, we'll talk about it yeah. when you can talk about it. I would say your dad, though, is a nine like me. Yes, yeah, so my dad is definitely a nine. He's like super chill, too. 
Yes. Yeah. All the time. And like Aww. total non-confrontational. Okay. Wow. We're good friends. We're yeah, Marshall and him get along great. really well. I love we just that. agree on everything exactly. and we're good to go. We just like roll our eyes at everyone else. We're like, what is going yeah. on with these people? Like, get it together. We just again. chill yeah. out. These people are crazy around us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was it was great. You know, having the opportunity to like flourish. Yeah. In a home like where your parents did care and you like I'd, you had structure and yeah. stability. I mean, and I remember back in fourth grade in foster care being like, I'm going to drop out of school and do drugs because that's all I knew. Right. Mm. Like I had no idea that there was something to do after high mm-hmm. school or like people mm. actually had degrees. Um, and so then, you know, being adopted, our mom like really pushed us in school. She's like, no, school is very important. You got to do mm. well. Like grades really matter. Mm-hmm. Education is important. He has really good handwriting because of his mom. Yes. Oh, she really worked that. with him on I it. used to like. It's better than mine. <laughs> bad chicken scratch. And she was like, yeah. no, like. <laughs> We're going to work, need to work, work on, on it. it. Yeah. She started mm-hmm. out as a third grade teacher. So. It, like, oh, yeah. Oh, she's got a good. Yeah. Good background for kids. Yeah. For sure. Going from that crazy oh. environment mm-hmm. to like stability and having freedom to express yourself and <laughs> like to. <laughs> yes, express right. yourself. Express it. <laughs> and, so happy. I mean, it was it was such a good environment for us. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love my parents to death because they Aww. really they like they gave us the opportunity to have a future and to like right. to yeah. to go and do like whatever you wanted to do and to be successful. Um, and they like they really wanted that for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, like, and it's so weird because I think back um, to like before to now, it's like there's almost like this giant wall that's up. To mm. where at age 11, is like mm. life kind of restarted. Like a train. Right. Yeah. Like I can remember all point. the memory memories from when I was a kid. But like I mm-hmm. feel as if like my life restarted and it was like mm. from 11 on. Wow. Um, I, f- I have a million questions. I do too. <laughs> I, f- I feel like I just needed to write them down. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, you didn't know everything that was going to come up. I know. I'm like, I really do have a thousand questions (laughs) we'll get back to tia's question no i'm just kidding go ahead ahead if you have stuff well okay first of all i maybe i should say a few just so i don't forget them but like how did you guys um just like process i mean i don't know just like grow as a family like how did that like kind of that time change where you're like I'm home now like at the new at the new place yeah. versus um I don't know like when did you feel comfortable or, or like trust yeah like how yeah. is like trust built kind it, of thing it yeah. took a while yeah. you know trust is not something that comes easy yeah. and so you have to like build trust right from you know the my parents that adopted us to even us trusting them that like they weren't just going to be like oh we're going to send you yeah. back because you're a lot of work. Yeah, sure. Um, right. And so it took a while, honestly. You know, I would say more like around six months to a year okay. before mm-hmm. I was finally like, I think I can actually stay mm-hmm. and not have to worry about like leaving. Right. Um, like I can let down my guard a right. little bit. Yeah. Because, I mean, there were a lot of times where we would start to like, I'd get angry and I'd be mad and I'd be like, I'm just going to run away. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, you're just going to let me run away? Yeah. Wow. And it was just kind of like this back and forth of like, 
no, we're not going to let you run away. But mm-hmm. like you have the freedom <laughs> to say you want to run away. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like you're kind of testing them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are they going to break the trust? Are they going to be there for me or mm-hmm. all those Right. Or or like, did you have questions about yourself too? Like, as Mm. far as like, if I mess up too big, will they, you know what I mean? Tell the haircut story. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us the haircut story. (laughs) Sounds interesting. It was summertime out and uh, we were getting a haircut. I was getting a haircut and I like passed out. In the See, middle. His mom was cutting his she, hair. She was cutting my oh. hair. It was the first time she you cut my hair. Out? And I like passed out, <gasps> hit oh. my head, <gasps> no. giant gash. And because we, we were outside. How, wait, why did you pass out though? <laughs> oh, okay. Is that well, part of the story? Go ahead. I mean, they're, they're, I don't really know why. Oh, I okay. Out. Okay. It was hot. I was <laughs> laughing. Her. The funny thing <laughs> is why he going? says he passed out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like had a reason. It was like, yeah. He we, didn't want them to think he was like defective. Like, you know, they're trying to be like, no, there's something. And so I like made up this elaborate lie about. Well, I talked to the barber one time, and if you like cut the hair just a certain way on the, your head, yeah. like the kid will pass out. It'll just you, like, straight up make you pass out. Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> and I was like, you had to have hit that you're spot like, on my you're, head. It was your fault, actually. <laughs> oh, because so. I didn't want her to think like there was something wrong yeah. with me. Aww. So you do like everything so possible, to, like yeah, make sure that they don't send you back. Yeah, One of my wow. favorite stories. <laughs> I just feel like that's such a part of like you're kind of just twisted with all these emotions, you know, of I want to stay, but I, I don't know if I'm safe here yet and mm-hmm. all that. So and I think that's something that like people who are interested in like fostering and adopting mm-hmm. and even kids that are older, like it is a very difficult and challenging thing. Like it's, it's something that is not for like the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. I think because of the like struggles that these kids deal with. Like you have to be prepared to, Mm -hmm. to face them on. Right. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, I think like, man, if I were to ever get to the point where we'd want to adopt an 11 year old, Mm -hmm. like I know it'd be a lot of work. Totally. And if I Mm -hmm. think back to like how I was as an 11 year old. There's a lot of damage. Yeah. 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 And I, and I was like, I don't know. I, I know that we wouldn't be able to do that now. Like, I need mm-hmm. many more years of parenting before right. I feel comfortable. Sure. Totally. Right. And it's like your parents had so much good experience for to take that on, to, you know, take you guys in mm-hmm. as their children. And, like, that's them. And, like, normal, you know, a normal everyday Joe maybe doesn't have that kind of, like, counseling experience and those kind of things that yeah. – um, but, like, I do feel that, yeah, having, like, good parenting experience and just, like, having that heart for, like, bringing kids in who don't have a home mm. is, like, something that if you have that, like, you should probably pursue because there's obviously a need. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, and for, I don't know that most people have your story, you know, of, right. like, finding such a like wonderful home to to be part of you know Mm -hmm. because there are especially and you you know probably way more than I do but like with foster care like the older ones don't get taken in very often as you know I don't know if you know like stats on that or anything but it's just like I don't know just our experience with it which is like we were only like doing family foster care so it was different but we got some of that information and it was just like oh my goodness this is yeah. yeah. So 
It's just heartbreaking. So I guess I feel like if you have the heart to do it, like you don't have to be a professional counselor and you're right. Like it's, I mean, you know, the stories and you've had that experience and you know how hard that was. Mm -hmm. Um, But also it's like, it was such a healing thing, you know, for Mm -hmm. you and for probably for them too. Like they would, I'm sure they would never go back on any of those things, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I also think too, like, a lot of the issues that I dealt with as a kid, like they didn't just miraculously go away overnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like one day I was like, oh, I feel safe and secure. Right. Yeah. I can just kind of let everything go. Mm-hmm. You know, I struggled with a lot of things all the way through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had really bad anger issues uh, even after I graduated and into college mm-hmm. to where like somebody could set me off and I'd be like mm-hmm. zero to a hundred super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember… Uh, a time in college where I was like, why do I do this? Mm. Like, why am I so mad? Like, I don't have a reason to be mad. But it took me, I mean, almost 10 years to mm-hmm. say, like, I can be okay with where I'm at and with what I've gone through. I don't even need to be mad at the world. Because that's like where my anger stemmed from. It was like, I felt like I was dealt a bad hand. Yep. And I needed to be mad at about everything. Well, and you were. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You were. To be fair, you were. Yeah. yeah. But it's like Those that. Those are horrible experiences that no kid should have to go through, you know? Yeah. So. But even so, it's like there was no reason for me to feel the same way that mm-hmm. I felt. You know, I had security. I had mm-hmm. a good family. I had, mm. a, I had a home. Yeah. And uh, I just, it was just like it clicked one day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't need to be mad. Wow, yeah. what healing that yeah. that is. Like, because I, when just talking to you, it's like, I don't see you as an angry person. Like, you're so soft, like, spoken and, and like, a peaceful person. I mean, it's amazing how the Lord can transform us and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. heal our hearts in that way. And Yeah, how was that well, know, it, part of your story? Because I know you've told me some And that's that like, it past. all kind of intertwines together. So, at college, I, I was like, struggling with um like faith and when we were adopted we started going to church with with my parents and we weren't ever like pushed by them to like say you know you need to go to church you gotta accept god things like this it was more like experience it on your own and like if you're comfortable with it go with it yeah um i would have always called myself a christian but i wasn't really living a life that was following of christ in college i had always made these like big plans like I knew what I was going to do I knew what I wanted to go and like nothing was working and I I remember I had like one day where I was like struggling with the fact that everything was going wrong and I was like why why I like this is what I want to do and I remember like laying in bed one night contemplating I like broke down in tears I was so upset and crying I was angry and I had that like moment of realization like why am I angry I was like, God, why, why am I mad? And I remember thinking, like, it's evident, it's clear. Like, I'm, I'm choosing to do my own will. And I'm not choosing to listen to you and like what you want for me. That kind of like all came together at a culmination in my freshman year of college. And I remember, like, I went back home, and it, this was probably a few months later. My mom was like, she's like, do you remember when you used to get so angry so easily? And I was like, yeah, I do. She's like, you don't do that anymore. I was like, yeah. I was like, I. I I had this realization that, like, there's no point to that. Mm. Oh, wow. And, I mean, she he would say, like, it was kind of like, 
what's going to set Steve off next? Right. Like, like walking on eggs. Just because they bit. always yeah. knew that that's how I was. Yeah. yeah. Did each one of you kind of have a different reaction? Like yours was anger. Or what, like, did your brother have, I don't know. Well, like I, I would say. Like, or was it all the, kind of the same? Um, I was definitely the most angry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my siblings, not as much. They kind of outletted more through alcohol. Okay. Um, and then, you know, having a strong family history of alcoholism, yeah. like, they struggled with that. Yeah. I always made this point, like, I'm not going to drink uh, mm-hmm. just because I knew the, the history part. Sure. And so they both struggled with that for many mm-hmm. years. Um, oh, wow. More like checking out than. Yeah, right. it's like if I just get drunk, you know, reality doesn't become reality anymore. Face it. I don't sure. need to deal with yeah. the struggles that I've been through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, How did your parents deal with that? Like, did they just, like you're saying, like they loved you through it and they. That's hard too, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, they gave us space to like, yeah, process. Mm-hmm. Which is and amazing. If we, and if we wanted to talk, like they were always willing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had wonderful times where it'd be like two in the morning, and I'd be at school with my mom helping her like file stuff. Aww. We'd just be sitting there chatting. Wow. You know, and we'd talk about random things, mm. past experiences, like just how life is going. You know, just yeah. that, having that outlet to be like, totally. You know, mom, I just want to talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd have lights. Like I would just text her and be like, "Can I come home for a few hours? I just want to be around." Yeah. Wow. So they just created such a safe place for you mm-hmm. guys to like process your childhood and mm-hmm. into adulthood, which is truly amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I want to meet your parents. I know <laughs> they just seem like incredible people. <laughs> I love them to death. They're, yeah. They really are great. Like, yeah. I love my parents. And I think for other people to like take on. To, like, get into foster care or whatever. Like, that is that is what you have to create for those kids mm-hmm. is a safe environment. You yeah. don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have everything figured out. But, you know, it would be yeah. good to, like, know yourself a little bit and be aware of your totally. own triggers and stuff. Because I'm sure, you know, yeah. Yeah. they would have, you know, I, I know just being a parent. Like, mm-hmm. you have your own previous experiences that affect how you respond to your kids, you know, like certain things will set me off that won't set Steve off with the kids. And, you know, so all the more with, you know, kids who have, have had traumatic pasts. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I'm always like plugging for like, you should get into foster care. Cause it's just like the stories like this that make me, Mm -hmm. and like the first family that you were with and thinking about those are the people who are doing it. And like, there are so many wonderful families that could take on kids and, and just like, aren't aware or don't, you know, they just, yeah. I think they're not aware, honestly, especially believers. Like, I just feel like it should be a thing for all of us to at least consider, you mm-hmm. know, foster, adopt all the, you know. Yeah. It does make life messy. I think mm-hmm. it's like some the reason why some people don't want to do it. You have, this vision of like what your life would be mm-hmm. like. And even Dean, yeah. who's like the best, like we love him so much, but mm-hmm. it's definitely different of like, mm-hmm. I didn't have this like peaceful, like newborn experience. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I have this crazy, crazy kid running around. Yeah. Um, and, you know, caseworkers in and out of your house yeah. and different appointments that oh, you wouldn't goodness. need to do with, you know, a, you a wouldn't just have that with child. Your own child. So right. just things that it's like, this totally. is not like, yeah. no one dreams of that life. Right. Of, like, it has this to is be out for it. Yeah. Going to be, right? yeah. Um, but, so that kind of ties us into. So Dean is is he adopted or is he in the foster system? So yes, yes, how this yeah. all came about. <laughs> yeah. For, first, like, so did your 
would you say your past experiences led you to a place where you were interested in fostering or like how did that even come about? Yeah. Yeah, So we had talked about it um, once we kind of talked about marriage and that that's where our relationship was headed. Yeah. Um, Because we, you know, knew we were both adopted and Steve's story. And so we talked Mm. about it before we got married that Mm -hmm. we wanted to. Like we wanted to foster. uh, We knew that that was something we wanted to go into. Or even to like adopt. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a very early decision that we we didn't know when. We didn't think it would be quite so early mm-hmm. um, as we started, but um, we knew at some point just that, you know, that, that was where our backgrounds, our mm-hmm. backgrounds led okay. us to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. And so, I mean, I, I feel like um, we'd always had these hopes and plans that we would have our own children first and we'd kind of get this mm. great parenting experience and mm. we would learn how to do things and right, then, like establish your household and yeah. then we'll yeah mm-hmm. and then it's like Once we're older and more mature <laughs> right, and right ready to handle the craziness that right comes with. we'd be like all right i think we're at a point where we could foster yeah. um yeah and when it came time for us to like feel comfortable we traveled uh, with my job for a little while and we came back to illinois and we're like i think i think we're at a point where we like want to start having a family mm-hmm. and we you know, tried initially and we were just kind of like, you know, not preventing mm-hmm. um, not having kids. And so we had a few months where it was like, oh, we didn't get pregnant. Like, mm. okay. I'm in the medical background. Like, that's mm-hmm. part of my profession. And so I just kind of didn't really think too much about it. I know Marshall thought more about it than I did of being like, this is odd. Mm-hmm. We're we both, should talk to someone about this. <laughs> we're yeah. both young. Like, why didn't we get pregnant right away? Right, right. We, like, de- started, like, trying to count and, like, mm-hmm. figure out the whole infertility yep. and, like, making sure we were, we were trying at the right times. Right. And, that math is no joke, by the that way. That is like, so hard. I, it is. My degree is in engineering, so I'm decent at math. And I was like, who came up with this? Like, I can't figure out the days. Like, 28 <laughs> days, and you've got this date. Yeah, which do you count this day? And, and you've like, got this yeah. window. So like, and maybe our problem is just we're bad at math. And right. <laughs> you're like, it's the wrong day. It's it the wrong every day. Every single yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That was good. Oh. That's your method. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work for everybody. <laughs> Hey, it's one method. Yeah, it's a method. And so, like, we we were like, all right, maybe we should start pursuing like infertility. Yeah, we did. We did a initial consult and like all the tests and everything came back, and they're like, there's nothing really like a factor like why you shouldn't be able to get pregnant. So they call it unexplained infertility, which I'm like, that's helpful. Like, I could have oh, called it that. Answer. It was, it was not explained to me before I came here today. So, yep, right. that's exactly what yeah. I thought. What? In- so they're just saying you just need to keep trying? Or right. Yeah, they don't know why, and there's no reason you that you're not. Like, be able to. Not so what we learned. Yeah. Okay. No. It's wow. just, right. it makes no sense. It's almost like the worst news. Right. Well, it's not the worst, but. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's it, better than no, this one never happened. That's true. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, and there were, like, little factors here and there that would say, like, oh, you know, sperm counts and things like that. But yeah, sure. nothing that was, like, oh, there's no the way reason. you it's can a ever. Right. What, yeah, what was wrong? Yeah. Okay. And so they were, like, you know, you could try, keep trying naturally. Yeah. Or you could go into assisted fertility for uh, interuterine inseminations. Um, or go as far as, like, IVF. Mm-hmm. And so… We were like, well, said because of our age, they're like, we don't recommend IVF because yeah, you're, you're so you know, young. 26, maybe at this point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Um, if you were, you know, 34, 35, we might just mm-hmm. because you don't, you know, you don't have. The doctors are always like, you know, the average age long. of, you know, okay. our patients are in their 40s. Oh, interesting. For infertility. And so they're like, you are wow. definitely on the younger age. You know that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We decided that we wanted to try IUI and we did our first round and nothing. <laughs> and we were just kind of like, you know, dealing with that whole emotional aspect, it, you get like this super high because you're like, all right. Yeah. It's going to work. Everything's lining up. Right. Right. I like that science behind us. Your, this is your, yes, your right. follicles are the good size. <laughs> yep. I had this type of sperm this time around. And yeah. it was like, all right. Two weeks later, hmm, Nothing. you're not pregnant. Yeah. Yep. We tried again. Emotional roller coaster. Was it the second time? Yeah. So the second time around was when uh, the two weeks came by and they did the blood draw and we were pregnant. Oh, wow. And we were like, wow, this is fantastic. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe this was what we that needed. Wasn't, yeah. yeah. And uh, numbers were climbing. and um, They're climbing slowly, though. Slowly. So there was some, and we didn't love that clinic. It was okay, but they weren't yeah. as, like, just clear with everything. Okay. It was always so there was like, some hesitation of, mm-hmm. yeah, they're climbing slowly. It was like, but what yeah. does that mean? Like, what, is, right. what are you expecting it. to like, see? Tell me, like, is there going to be a definite point of, like, is this going to be viable or not viable? Yeah. Right. They were like, well, just see. You know, Ugh. not very clear. Oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and yeah, so, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. You got to ask like detailed questions because they just do this like every single day. And it's like, it's just like known to them. And it's like, no, explain to me like you learned for the first time. Right. right. You know? And then yes. like you go home and try to tell someone else about it. And you're like, wait a second. I don't <laughs> really right. understand what they were talking about. Then you Google it. That's a whole nother problem. Yeah. We were like super excited, but we also had the like realization of like, maybe this isn't going to work. And, you know, with IUI, you do a lot of ultrasounds early. Mm -hmm, And so you can like see once the embryo (laughs) implants into the uterus, you like start to see it grow um, and create an ovum. Mm -hmm. And for all like the medical science term people out there. (laughs) (laughs) So I told Steve he could talk about this part. I still don't really know that much. I never heard the word ovum. That's a a new one. Is that right, Jassy? Yeah, I think so. It's an ovum. What it's is like that? an early stage uh, embryo. Okay. I'll learn that later. <laughs> um, yes. Or maybe I should already know. And and so like we saw this under <laughs> ultrasound and like you get so excited because you're like, wow, there's actually something there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like all along the whole time, it's like the numbers aren't rising the way they should. Aww. They're like they should be doubling every day. And, um, you know, it was on a very much lower mm. curve. Uh, we'd gotten to the point where she was on progesterone supplements because the progesterone was low. And um, mm. the doctor was like, I, I don't think things look good. They like, we went in for our, uh, the fetal pole check to check for a heartbeat and they couldn't find one. Mm. Um, and they she were was saying it was earlier, like last week, than what it actually was. Yeah, because it was, it was an IUI. We knew right. exactly, you know, because there's right. some. That's totally. when you yeah, conceived. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. And so she was like, you know, Oh, man. We could give it a little bit more time if you guys feel comfortable with that aspect. Like, make sure that it definitely isn't turning into an embryo. Um, you know, or we can move forward with, you know, other options, you know, chemical with mm-hmm. uh, terminating or DNC uh, to, like, actually clean out the uterus. Oh, and wow. so we just kind of, like, you know, we feel comfortable knowing that, like, if it is truly a child, like, we don't want to terminate early. Right. And so we're like, let's do the time aspect. 
And we gave it a couple weeks. We went back in for an ultrasound and there was no growth at that point. Mm. Um, and so we knew at that point, like things mm-hmm. weren't ever going to progress. Um, yeah. And so we stopped the progesterone and we had our first miscarriage. I'm so sorry. And uh, mm. it's still hard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, And so, you know, then you're kind of like, mm. you have this emotional aspect where you're just mm-hmm. like, Gosh, we were just pregnant and now oh, we're yeah. not. Oh, totally. And you're you're like struggling mm. with the fact of like, well, what do we do? Right. Yeah. Do we keep moving on? Do we keep trying? Right. You know, maybe we should look at progressing forward with trying adoption or fostering. You know, if if this is how the cycles are gonna go, you get these emotional highs and these big emotional letdowns. We didn't like wanna continue down that path for a long time. Yeah. And then there was also, like, the whole spiritual aspect. We're like, well, maybe God is trying to teach us something mm. here. Like, you know, we had these ideas on what we wanted to do with our family. Like, we wanted to have kids first and then right. foster and adopt later. And yeah. It was just kind of like, well, maybe God's telling us we should do fostering and adopting first. And I think it can be easy to, you know, knowing myself, it would have been really easy to say, oh, we've got you know, these kids and our life is comfortable and things are going well, why throw a wrench in it right now? Mm. You know, it can turn in from, hey, they're three and four, let's start to, hey, let's wait till they graduate because there's just a lot to get through. Let's wait till we, you know, don't have any kids in the house. And then, hey, we're enjoying retirement. Maybe we'll just right. help with there's other always, people's Yeah, yeah always a reason. Yeah, um, totally. And so I think, you know. You can rationalize it away. Exactly. And yeah. that totally could have happened to us because mm-hmm. we like, you know, we like totally. what we like. We like being yeah. comfortable and yeah. doing what we want to do. Um, and so I, I don't think that, you know, God was like, hey, I'm going to do this to teach you this lesson so that sure. you do what I want. But yeah. I think he does allow things and, you know, works for his good out of them. And so in our case, and that's not the case for everyone, I think, you know, because that was already in our hearts to do foster care and adoption, that after a lot of prayer, it was like, okay, let's let's yeah. start. This is not what we planned. This mm. is not what we thought. But let's start pursuing it. Yeah. Wow. That's what, yeah, everything's pointing towards. Let's try it. Yeah. And so, you know, at that time, that's when we decided, let's just put the whole, or I think we did another cycle after that. Um, An IUI or? Was it at, I think it was at the same clinic. Yeah. And nothing happened. Okay. Okay. Um, And so we were like, you know what, let's just kind of put things on hold, like with this and let's try to focus on. Uh, like doing foster care and adoption. And it's a pretty long process. We, we, Steve called a bunch of places, which is harder than you think to get them to call you back, where it's like, man, I know you really need yeah. a lot of foster care. Like, yeah, you're should, busy. Right. And so, yeah. You would think like, <laughs> they're on your staff yeah. too, right? I <laughs> right. mean, that's yeah. the thing. So. I mean, I had a whole list of papers and I would like write down the time, the date that I called, and if I got a call back. Yeah. You know, or if I called multiple times. Mm. Yeah. Because I was like, for doing this, I'm going like, hard into it yeah full-fledged yeah spent a lot of time researching a bunch of different organizations in chicago and dcfs private agency specialized agency and ultimately it kind of came down to there were two places that actually called us back Mm. right so we went to their like informational sessions um and decided to go with lcfs out of joliet child family services is that where you went through was um they were like yeah once we became official foster parents we worked with lcfs yeah yeah see so many people we know 
Um, yeah, and we really like them. So we kind of got started with the process. It's a lot yeah. of like visits with a licensing worker. You feel like you're Interviews like, si- yes, and, exactly. Yeah. You feel like you're like signing for your house again with the amount right. of paperwork wow. that you have to. And it's classes, right? Yeah. So there is training that it's called pride training that Illinois requires, um, for all foster parents to take. Um, and that was, uh, Long. Long. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, we gave up every Saturday of that summer oh. uh, to do pride training classes. Oh. From it was six Saturdays. <laughs> felt like that's the entire time. It was, like, it was every summer. Saturday that's like for every the whole Saturday. year. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> and there's like other times that you can do classes. You could do like during the weekday and okay at night. And like it, it's yeah. longer. So we opted yeah. like we wanted to just get it done as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why we chose to do the Saturday option. And then there's an online follow up mm-hmm. after that. So it's 40 hours of like train, classes. like video, or yeah. like video lectures or something. Yeah. Or okay, they were not great. <laughs> yeah, not great, right? Many nights of half asleep clicking, just telling it to go to the next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You take like little You're tests. Like, we got it. Or is it just no? Videos? There's there wasn't really any assessments. Oh, okay. there wow. multiple oh, no. choice no, questions. No, the online, yeah. the online, the online portion one did have. Oh, okay. That I did Marshall's. I would be and terrible was, at that. Weren't you supposed to like answer <laughs> questions for yourself to like of your experience? You like write and stuff that in. Kind of, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You okay. do lots of like workbook type. Yeah. Um. You know, talking about your support system, which that was right. interesting mm. to figure out of like, you know, once once you get started, who will be there to help you? Yeah. And, and you talk about, about your, like family your family tree history. and, you know, all oh, that. Wow. It's a lot of like introspective aspects right. too because That's what they don't want is for you to not know yourself well and mm-hmm. to get into foster care and then be like, ooh, yeah, like this I can't handle these behaviors right. and this totally. is triggering this for myself right. and, you exactly. know, all that. To do some of that work. So that yeah. was like the one thing that I loved about the class was it really did take a lot of introspecting like into mm-hmm. yourself to say, wow, this is what I struggled with, kind of mm-hmm. like all these emotions and then being like, we're going to have somebody come into our mm-hmm. into our house, you know, at some point. Because uh, that was our goal. Yeah. I mean, classes were awesome mm-hmm. because it really – it gave you an opportunity to connect to because our trainer uh, was a caseworker. Okay. Um, and so, like, a lot of the questions that we had asked, you know, she was very honest mm. in, like, giving us direct uh, answers. Mm-hmm. Even so, like, there's some interesting personalities that you see in oh, class. My oh, I'm sure. Like there oh, was, yeah. there was this yeah, one so couple that <laughs> oh, my words. You, I would join for it just for that. Like you could tell that they were in it <laughs> for the wrong reasons. Oh no! Because they oh. were like, you can get money for like helping teach the mother to help like brush their hair. What? How much do I get paid? For How much that? do I get paid for that? No. Yes, dead no. serious. Like in the middle of class. Wait, what? Yeah. How does the teacher even respond? I don't know, but every every time we had an evaluation, I wrote on there. There's someone clearly in this class that's in it for the wrong reasons. I don't think they should be here. There's no assessment, and so the trainers they weren't their like licensing worker. Yeah, right. They're just there to clear the licensing worker. They could potentially go through and get their license approved because they don't know. You know, you have a workbook that you hand in, and they flip through it and see that you did everything, but they. Yeah, there's dis- no like. Yeah, there's a disconnect there. Anything, right? No, but I do feel like yeah, you you just people can be like so like quirky 
and you're just like, wow. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast too. It's like, if you're semi-normal, I've said this before, please just do it. And you have any like desire at all, just like look into it, you know? Because yeah. I, I think, feel like a lot of people. I think the easiest thing that, that you can do mm-hmm. is just go to an informational class. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no requirements to just go to a mm-hmm. class to learn. Like, um, ah, yeah. now we got gotcha. you. Like, oh, you're here. Stop. Now you got to yeah. sign up. No. Yeah. It's like they, they just they, hand you a kid. <laughs> Hi, welcome to training. Here's your first child. Just do a little trial run. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, that because that really is like where you get a lot of information. You learn so many things. Like, I always just thought every agency just gets a bunch of kids. Yeah. And, yeah. But each different agency has different things that they offer to foster parents, like support type stuff. Um, not every agency is the same, as well as like it's different from DCFS being mm-hmm. state owned versus like LCFS being private. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, okay. So there's a lot of different things that, I mean, when we went into it, we just kind of figured like, oh, reach out and we'll find something. And, right. you know, you learn after the fact that there's a lot of differences amongst, because then there's also the traditional foster and, care and yeah. there's specialized or what they call spec foster care. Um, and kids fall traditionally when they first come in under traditional, if they have anything like special requirements or mm. special needs, to, special services, then they fall under a specialized license. So gotcha. lots of stuff that we learned that we yeah, had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know idea. that. Or I, I had I, maybe no I idea. did learn that and didn't, <laughs> don't remember. Because <but laughs> we went yeah. to a, a, our first meeting was with a specialized agency. Right. Okay. And so and they only handle the specialized okay, gotcha. cases. And we're like, we're yeah. not ready for we're that. We're not ready yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. let's wow. just start with not that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just do some <laughs> totally. traditional cases Totally, first. yeah. Um, so yeah, so getting like a, an informational session is fantastic because you could just – you can go. You can ask whatever questions you'd right. like. There's no um, like how much money you're gonna make. Yeah. For it. <laughs> no, don't ask random that things. Don't. <laughs> it never pays Word. for like how much it actually yeah. costs. Yeah. Do they? Do the, right. Does it's the like, teacher just answer that, or is it? I yeah. Like you could tell she was trying to be polite. Yeah. And not be like, get out of my class. But right. She's like, well, that's not really the point of yeah, foster yeah. care. You do, you know, if you go above and beyond services, you'll be compensated. But that's not like. You know why we're in this, and she she did right. a really nice job, like trying to deflect. Yeah, but yeah. So that that was like you know kind of going back. So we decided let's pursue this like foster care route. Yeah. Um, and that's what we did. So we did all of our training. We got our classes, and it was it was crazy. You know, like leading up to the finish line of like getting completed. Everything's checked off and signed. Yeah. Know. You have your, like, final home visit, and then you just wait for your federal background check, which takes forever. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's, like, the longest part, I would say, because they, like, run a federal full check on you, and they take, gosh, it was 12 weeks? Yeah, at least somewhere. Somewhere in there, like, 12 oh, weeks for, for us to get a background wow. check back. Um, so that took the longest portion. And so we, like, finished everything, and we were just waiting for our background checks mm-hmm. to come back. Okay. You had done like home inspection and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. Right? yeah. Our licensing worker like came and did all of the like legality portion and we signed yeah. everything. And you know, it was just like a waiting game at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had heard like through the grapevine that there was um, a kid in the system that was going to need another home um, relatively soon 
uh, perhaps maybe a family that would be interested in adoption. But, you know, we weren't licensed at the time. We were hoping that, like, maybe things would move along a little faster. Right. But we, like, didn't get our hopes up. And so, like, we finished, and we expected our licensing worker to, like, bring us some profiles to, like, say, you know, would you be interested in mm. having... <clears throat> Talk to us about four kids as our first placement. Oh, goodness. Oh. Three boys under five and an like, eight-year-old girl. Yeah. And we, they siblings? Yeah, sibling group. Because oh. she, she was like, you guys' home is like perfect setup for this. You can do bunk beds in this room. It and- wasn't, but no. they reach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She she was trying. They're like, you guys would be great, right. you know. Which oh. you would. I mean, that's that's. Well, because then we were but- like, well, we need a different vehicle. Like, because mm-hmm. our car oh can't my- handle oh, totally. yeah. <laughs> three car seats and uh, an eight-year-old. Oh. And so, yeah. So, so we. Hard. <laughs> we were like, I hope she doesn't bring that profile because we don't like want to make her upset and say, yeah. "Sorry, we can't take this." Yeah, this group of kids. <laughs> oh I know Lord. it's all exciting because we just got licensed, but we can't take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we like didn't hear anything else about the other kid, so we just kind of expected like things weren't going anywhere. Yeah, or, like they mm-hmm. perhaps pick somebody else. Um, and this is. Uh, one really interesting part I think Marcia would like to talk about. Yeah, so Steve, it was, his, it was in September when we we finally got our license in the mail and like the second Monday in September. Um, and I'd been asking him for a month uh, what he wanted for his birthday. His birthday is mm-hmm. September 14th. And he kept responding in a really helpful way. He said, I just want a baby. Aww. I was like, well, that's like sweet, but what am I supposed to do with that? Like, yeah, I obviously right. can't just like get you a baby for your birthday. <laughs> yeah. um, and so we got our license in the mail that Monday after I got home from work and then and um, oh. we got a call, and I'd missed it at work, but I was, they called. I was down in Champaign yeah. uh, for work. And I called him in a panic of, I missed a call from a phone number that I don't have. What yeah. if it was like, her? She didn't leave a message. I was like, just call like, I'll now. never be able to call her back because yeah. I don't even know what her name is. And I was Well, know, and she was like, out. I tried calling LCFS, and I don't know who called, so I left a message with the reception, and. I was like, well, they have both of our numbers, so yeah. So if they, they need to get hold of us, they can call me too. I was like, I haven't. And they had didn't any leave a message. Calls. No, okay. yeah, no message. They Hi. did eventually call Steve. <laughs> I know, right? And um, it was yeah. a caseworker at LCFS, and she was telling us that they um, wanted, you know, us to take this little boy, the little boy that they'd yeah. been telling us about. Um, and and so, she was like, when can when, you take when him? When can you take him? And so Steve said, whenever. And so she called back and said, how about Friday? And so Dean came to us on Friday, September 14th oh, in 2018 best birthday gift on ever. Steve's birthday, oh, which was just like <laughs> super crazy. Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden there's a little baby. Wow. It was such a, a weird birthday because That's like. Oh God. That is gift the, to you on right? your birthday. Taking <laughs> Steve's kind of snarkiness and yeah. turning it into this That's amazing incredible. thing. Yeah. I did because I was like, I just want a baby. Like. Oh. I don't want anything else. Like, I don't yeah. need anything else. I was like, I just want a baby. Yeah. And Aww. here it was, like, on my birthday. Oh, my goodness. Caseworker shows up and is like, here you go. And it truly oh, was, like, a 10-minute so thing precious. of, like, she walked around our house and made sure he had a place to sleep. And yeah. he's like, all right, peace. There you go. Let us know if you need <laughs> <Whoa>. anything. <laughs> and so she, like, drives off and we're, like, Did holding you? the baby. We're like. What do we do now? Yeah. Was that, like, panic? When did he eat last? <laughs> yeah. Does he need a diaper change? That's insane. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of nuts. When How old he, was he? He was five months. months. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So we were really lucky. Did they that bring he, any supplies? She so brought they us a brought tote. a tote. Yeah. So okay. the, the family that had had him before 
they're incredible. So we've met okay. them since they came yeah. to our house for his birthday party. Oh. Um, and they gave us, you know, everything they had that they'd gotten for him. So, you know, they used diapers and wipes and the clothes he was in, which we quickly grew out of. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and his formula uh, and okay. everything. Um, and so I talked to the dad before Dean came. So like somewhere between Monday and Friday. Uh, the I talked to him on the phone. Yeah. And so, you know, just asked him how he was doing and any medical appointments he had coming up. And so I got, we got a pretty, like a really good transition as far as information for him and okay. got to talk That's to good. them yeah. and kind of hear like a part hand of his story. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Why Why didn't they keep him? So his, every um, child in foster care and DCFS custody has a lawyer. Um, so it's a, like, it's a gal. It stands for guardian at litem. Um, and so Dean's lawyer requested that he be moved to a family that was um, open to adoption because of where he feels the case is going. So the family okay. that had him before, they've got older teenagers and um, not super interested in adopting, you know, starting over, adopting right. an mm-hmm. infant. Okay. Um, he asked the agency to move him before he was six months. Before because they start they, really like, make their vital attachments. Yeah, forming oh, attachments. wow. And so he said, you know, find a, find a family that's interested in adopting and he needs to be moved there immediately. Mm-hmm. So they were... So um, they had him since what age? Since is six like weeks. Six weeks. Okay. Um. So you know the majority of his life. And when I talked to the dad, I was all excited about it. He was like, "Oh, you know, this little boy's coming to live with us." And he yeah. was really sad because they didn't, you know, they didn't want to adopt, but they loved him and they didn't yeah, know that they were going to sure. have to let him go so soon. And so yeah. he had just gone on vacation with them to yeah. Florida. Mm-hmm. A bittersweet thing talking to them, but. It, I can't say enough how great they were. So they gave us yeah. uh, a flash drive with like all the photos all they had of him from like, from, you know, six oh weeks on. Six weeks on. And photo, oh, you know, so photo great. albums of That's him very and, selfless and, Yeah, too. I mean, so we could see all of his firsts that we weren't there for. They, you know, mm-hmm. documented it. And he's a, he's a pastor. Um, oh, cool. Right, in Joliet. In Joliet. Um, so, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're wonderful people. Mm-hmm. That's so great. That's really cool. I didn't know all that backstory. It felt like... It happened so fast, but I think I wasn't aware of like all your, like the background stuff, obviously that you did and like the training and everything. Yeah. Oh, it was but like I mean, it, it was pretty feel quick. Fast. Where it was like <laughs> was a whirlwind. All like, of a sudden, we didn't have a kid. With a kid. And now we've got a kid. I saw you at church, and you brought a baby, and I'm like, oh my god, who is this? Kind of like you, twenty four hours. That is true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Which we should have should have seen coming too. <laughs> yeah. So did he? Is he adopted now, or is it still he's working? Not. On? Okay, yeah. Okay. So he's still um, in the foster care system. We've mm-hmm. made a shockingly little progress actually in the mm. in court. So the um, a lot of what happens with the cases depends on the the judge that you have. So the judge will follow through with the whole case. Um, the judge that is assigned to his case is a pretty conservative judge in that he um, gives parents a lot of chances to to do what they need okay. to do to get their kids back. And in you know, some cases, we're out of Cook County. Cook so County. it's also that adds a little bit of a just craziness yeah, factor. Um, so, in, you know, a lot of cases in foster care, they do need time. If it's an addiction mm-hmm. they're struggling with, maybe, you know, yeah, that's what they need, amongst other or... things to get back on their feet. Or, and, you know, kids aren't put in foster care because of poverty. But, if, right. you know, that's an aspect of it, of time to, you know, work a job and, you know, mm-hmm. have a steady income and get your life back together in that way. 
Um, but in, in Dean's case, time isn't uh, going to help the issue that his mom is struggling with. And so it's just been really slow moving because that's mm. just the judge's stance of being a conservative judge okay. and giving lots of I think part of it's time. like he really wants to make sure that he's doing the right decision on like if he is with a good family. Because we go to court and he'll like ask us like, mm. how's he doing? How's mm-hmm. he interact with your family? Yeah. How's he do with, you know, mm. your your next closest family that you see. Right. So I think he's like building this whole case in his mind of like, yeah, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to terminate parental rights, like I want to make sure that the family he's going to go to, the family he's with now is the right family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like to a degree, like that is right. You know, you really should take the time to do that. Um, It's just, it's just hard. At a time that's not detrimental to the child of, you know, they've been in this kind of unstable Right. This place in their life of, and you know, Dean's not even two. He doesn't. He doesn't yeah. know. He doesn't understand. But um, from three and four, it's like they, you yeah. know, they pick up on a lot. He's even starting sure. to now. So just hoping that it's kind of completed before that time. Um, but it is. I mean, it's a heavy decision. You you want to keep families together. You don't ever want right. to say, "Hey, I'm taking away your right to parent yeah. your child." So yeah. wow, there's a yeah. But really, I mean, so I do feel like. Even just being in your home, like, he doesn't know the difference between foster and adopt, you know, adoption. So, in that way, like, he is kind of safe from that. He's, like, protected from it. Yeah. um, From that aspect. But, you know, were he to return home at that point, you know, in a later age, too, that would be, Mm -hmm. you know, speaking of his, like, biological Mm -hmm. family's home or whatever. um, That would be a big, big change. Yeah. Um, it's a long road and a, let's say bumpy road, but so, yeah. I mean, he's like, he's he feels, I guess, yeah, my point is like, he feels the love of you guys mm-hmm. as like his parents and, yeah. and yeah. that's what he knows as his, so it, you know, it is a stable environment in that way. Yeah. Um, even though, you know, like all this other stuff's going on, like right. he knows, like I'm here with them and I'm mm-hmm. safe. Yeah. Um, hmm. do you guys have like fear about that in the future or what, you know? I think there's always, we're, you know, in a lot of like support groups, not support groups, but like Facebook groups for yeah. um, fostering. And you hear of these stories of these families that have had kids for three years mm-hmm. and then they are returned home or um, they go to a family member that, you know, didn't know they were in foster care mm-hmm. or something like that. So there's always, you know, the potential that though we've been told it won't happen, you know, mm-hmm. they, they never there's say, oh, yeah, this will fear. probably happen, you know, and right. then, so it like, just could. could. Yeah. Um, so there's always, you know, that part of it that's like, I want this to get done. So we're like mm-hmm. out of the like. Right. So you don't have to yeah. face that anymore. Right. Or have that unsettled. Exactly. Thing yeah. But I think for mm-hmm. him, because he, you know, came so young to us and is, yeah, it's just kind of all he's ever known. Um, yeah, he doesn't I, have a, a ton of visits or, or the frequency isn't high. And okay. so just. It's uh, like, I hope that he doesn't ever have that like mentality of like gosh, I was passed around from this family to family. Mm, and, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully right. his, his memories are like of us Yeah, from early on that, you know, kind of like the story with Marshall being adopted right? as yeah. an infant. That's all she really knows yeah. is her mm-hmm. parents. And, you know, she's not super interested in knowing anything else because she grew up in a loving and caring home mm, yep. where she had parents that loved her. So like, that's our hope for him. Totally. I think you're totally like creating the environment for that, you know, for his mm-hmm. best and for him to to thrive, and that's amazing. Yeah, and like with the power that you have, mm-hmm. and that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
So then, yeah. So then, something else happens. <laughs> yeah, and you've heard him the whole time. He's been making noise all night. <laughs> <laughs> all so we He's made his presence known. Yes, exactly. He's here. Um, so uh, yeah, again, Dane came in September of 2018, mm-hmm. and then oh, October, November of 2018. Um, we, we kind of decided, you know, we're. We don't know if we're ready to have a baby right now, but we want to kind of get on that track again of picking mm. a new doctor and because mm-hmm. um, we weren't seeing, happy with our previous yeah. fertility doctor. We weren't happy with the yep. clinic, and that doctor actually moved to a different one, so it's yeah. actually like a good time of like mm-hmm. you don't have to break no. up with them. You can just like totally just slowly yeah. Yeah. break mm-hmm. up with a doctor. Really? Yeah. 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 That seat as a nine, I'm like, Ugh, don't want to do that. I guess right. I just keep giving him my money rather than yeah. have this awkward. <laughs> Or just don't talk to him. Just go to the next. Like, I need all of our records, yeah. please. Yeah. They're like, why is that? I'm like, we're going somewhere That's else. Yeah. yeah, you know. And they make you pay for it. Yeah, yes. we did. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I just paid you like ten grand. Yeah. You, you want to have me- these records? You want to charge fifty bucks to <laughs> fax it over to <laughs> someone else? Yep. And we'll pick it up. Whatever. Yeah. Crazy. So yeah, so we picked that back up. We switched uh, to Dr. Morris after some recommendations from a few other people that we know mm-hmm. who struggled with infertility. He's mm-hmm. out of Naperville. We kind of looked around for a while and didn't really find anything we liked. The, the tricky part with infertility treatment is the insurance can be a little finicky. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were very lucky that Steve does have some insurance coverage um, for it, but it's a lifetime maximum limit. And so I was like, Steve, if you know, if we go over this, I think you're going to need to find a new job because they're not going to give us any more money to help pay for this. Um, it's and it's like, very expensive and kind of like arbitrary mm. costs. I feel like healthcare is that's always kind of just like, I can't like say, like I can't tell you no, yeah. you're just telling me this is how much it costs and it seems right. ridiculous, but like what am I supposed to do besides right. pay it? You know? This is my only option. Yeah, yeah, right. And so even with insurance, that seems ridiculous. So this I was yeah. kind of, you know, just trying to keep an eye on if like we can't just keep, mm-hmm. you know, trying all these things and, Yeah, you can't, like, keep having all these consultations because that's, like, eating out of your infertility budget. Yeah, which, I mean, then then it comes to paying out of pocket, which we were lucky that he has anything. I know a lot of people don't have any kind of coverage, but so we're just keeping an eye on that. So went to Dr. Morris. Um, He, it's a well-oiled machine at that clinic. So we've only met him twice, actually, Mm. and he is I never saw him. Oh, you were in there? No, because you did the initial consultation. That's the man with the blank face. Yeah. (laughs) I heard him on the phone when Marshall was there for a right, consultation. Right, I think, I think he's yeah. real. I'm yeah. not sure. Oh, I haven't God. seen him myself. That's funny. Yeah, their staff, they're fantastic um, and, like, really helped us through the process. And so we did, um, you know, we talked. To, I talked to him that first time, and he's like, definitely IUI. I don't see any reason you won't get pregnant, which we did hear that before. And mm-hmm. we did get pregnant, but obviously. And he was, he was like, we're going to start this now. Yeah, so he's like, you're here in a, you know, two days before we'd need to start the medication so can you come back in two days I was like yeah I'll come back we're in like, two days yeah. you're ready to start wow. like this this quick right. like, previously it was like a lot of te- like which he testing, had the test results like we yeah, sent yeah. those over but um, it he was like, took nope, like you've already had all this before. and right, he's right. like you're ready for your next cycle yeah. so if you want to do wow. it we can do it now yeah and I was like what <laughs> yeah yeah, that was not common. says that right totally so we did IUI the first time didn't um, get pregnant and did it the next month and they we'd taken 
a pregnancy test. There's like a lot of things involved of like, man, I'm never going to get this experience of like, mm. oh, maybe we'll be pregnant. I'll take this test and surprise, mm-hmm. you know, Steve or whatever. But he's being one in the medical field and just mm-hmm. his personality. He's like, take a test now. Take a test now. It's like, yeah. Steve, it's, it's so like, early. I'll five days early. Yeah. That's at the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. Let me oh, know. no. I was the one holding the stick. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but okay. <laughs> Um, so we took a test I think I want to be there there right right there the day or two before I was going to go get the blood drawn so it's like two weeks and they know which Mm -hmm. is crazy and that test we're like looking at it and you know they say wait five minutes and I was like Steve I think I see a line I think it's like the most faintest yeah but there's a faint line there's a line yeah and then you're like Am I test. making up a line? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I totally I think my that. eyes like trying to tell me yeah. there's a line. But I, don't know if there's right. a line. I went in the next day um, and got blood drawn and went to work. And they called me and they're like, you are definitely pregnant. They're like, congratulations, your number And it was our favorite great. nurse, too, that called. Oh, so really oh that's awesome. She's like, like your you're numbers our favorite are off couple. We were all rooting oh, for you guys. Oh, <laughs> so that was really fun. Um... And so that was, yeah, we did, you know, they do several ultrasounds before you would typically do one with an OB. Um, so we, so we like in. knew early on, like the growth and you see it all. And it was kind of like reminiscent of the first time when we had our, mm. you know, our miscarriage. And you get like, there's almost this feeling of like detachment. You're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to have my hopes up. Yeah. Because... We've been like, in that place before. <laughs> we were there and we we're like, we don't want to do that again. We're like, you get so emotionally invested that you're like, oh my gosh, we're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Crib, clothes, right, names. Right. And you like get going crazy on everything. Um, and so early on, Marshall was like super sick, like very, very nauseous mm-hmm. um, and very early. And so, yeah. And so when we went in for that initial ultrasound at the fertility doctor, um, They were like, how many follicles did you guys have? And we were like, oh, there was like six good follicles. Um, And I, being in the medical field, I read ultrasounds a lot uh, for my job. And so I have a really good idea of what I'm looking at on the screen. And I'm like, you know, she put the transducer up and I was like, one, two. And then she like flipped the transducer really fast. And I was like, three, four. I was like. I started having a little bit of a panic moment and being yeah. like, oh my gosh, did like multiples of these follicles take? Um, but she was like, you know, initially she was like, well, congratulations, you guys are having twins. Um, and we were just like, what? I mean, just like so overexcited and a little bit of like the frenzy of, oh my gosh, yeah. there's two. Oh my yeah, goodness. and it explains like why her numbers were so off the charts. Or so. panic if you were me. Yeah, I mean, and there was, me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Marshall was panicking. Steve, <laughs> my last ultrasound, well, my first one with Violet, he was like, "Please tell me, please there's one. tell me, there's only one." Yeah, he <laughs> was like, "Thank God." <laughs> she was like, "Just one." Um, and yeah, so I mean, we were wow. like super excited because. You know, we struggled for so long to get pregnant. And then here we were. We had two. Yeah. <laughs> After you hear that, I mean, there was like no way we weren't getting so emotionally invested. Yeah. Because we were like, gosh, two kids now. Mm-hmm. Double the names. Double the trouble. Double the everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. And <laughs> so, I mean, we had gone back multiple times for ultrasounds. And 
everything was growing. We got uh, heartbeats on both babies. Um, oh, and you're wow. like, you're like seeing both of them grow. And it was like eight weeks was when we got transitioned from the infertility over to our regular OBGYN. You know, at this point, we started like looking for double bassinets and yeah. <laughs> like oh how we'd goodness. organize the room for like right. two cribs. Yeah. And so we went in for ultrasound and, you know, uh, the doctor was super great about it. Uh, took the transducer, t- started taking a look, taking pictures. And, mm. you know, he wasn't really saying a whole lot. And, you know, I was looking on the screen like because mm-hmm. I could see him like using the color aspect to see the hearts mm-hmm. and, you know, wasn't really seeing heart in one mm. of them. And so he like quickly focused in on the other uh, child um, and, you know, he like took a moment and like kind of like pulled the transducer back and he was like, guys, I'm, he's like, I'm really, really sorry. And I, I, I hate to like tell you this news on the first time I'm meeting you. He's like, mm. but, um, one of the babies looks like it doesn't have a heartbeat anymore. Mm. And he was, and he was super sweet about it. Cause he was like, you know, let's, let's just all go in and look mm-hmm. together. Mm. He's like, let's all take Aww. our time. And like, yeah, just to make sure that we're being thorough and, uh, and so he did, like, we all looked and we we're like, no, I mean, you can clearly tell that there was a size discrepancy between the one and the other. Sure. And it was so early in the ultrasound cycle that he was like, you know, this probably happened recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, he explained that it's it's called vanishing twin syndrome. Hmm. Um, it actually happens more often than so it's like one in three. So a lot of the times it happens before, you know, before your first ultrasound. So mm-hmm. they might not even see so- it in that early it's truly called vanishing twin syndrome because, because the by next like ultrasound weeks, it was, it was gone. gone. Wow! And wow. so you like didn't even see an aspect of the other twin. So do oh you do you miscarry the other like or how does no it gets absorbed? The uterus actually reabsorbs the fetus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why. So they guess you know one in three, but they don't actually have data on it because if I hadn't gone in for that early ultrasound, I never would have known that there were ever two babies it would have just looked like one and there's no like outward effect of it it was so hard it was because you were like you know you've got this wonderful hopes that you've got you know two kids and then here you are your doctor's like no I'm sorry Mm. I'm so sorry to tell you that there's only one but then you're like you're grieving and mourning the fact that you've only got you know one kid left but then you're like you have this weird joy and excitement because you still got one kid. Yeah. Um, it was a very weird feeling. I remember like he he was like, you guys just take your time and like this room is yours and you can just t- take your time and as long as you need. And I remember like holding Marshall and us just like crying and saying like, gosh, you know, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, we're looking at the pictures that he printed out and it's like, there's still a child like there's still a baby inside of you and so the rest of the pregnancy how did that go so yeah so I mean the the rest of the pregnancy actually went really well Mm -hmm. because she was pregnant with twins early Mm -hmm. on that's why she was so nauseous Wow. Um, and had all the like like strong yeah yeah, because it's double the um, progesterone double the estrogen um, double the HCG um, and so she was feeling all of that in her body. And oh. so by the time uh, the end of the first trimester, it was just kind of like a switch. <laughs> she was like, oh, I feel oh, wow. much improved. It was kind of like a relief. 
and almost a little mm-hmm. bit of feeling like, well, am I still pregnant? Because right. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Until later on in the pregnancy when she started developing more of the like uh, tiredness from mm-hmm. just being pregnant. The rest of the pregnancy went great. You know, the the little concern or fear that we had about would there be any like side effects to the fact that there was a vanishing twin? Mm. Like, you know, everything looked great. All of his anatomy scans. And we like still had a bunch of appointments just to make sure that everything was going well mm-hmm. um, early on. But later towards the end of the pregnancy, everything looked great. Mar- you looked great the whole pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, right around her 40 week mark, a uh, little baby decided he was happy and content with staying inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then we, uh, we ended up setting a, an induction date. Okay. So we went into the to the uh, delivery, labor and delivery, and they started her on Pitocin, the okay. medicine to help speed along. Oh, we've heard that's terrible. And so Marshall was a, tr- a trooper and a champ when it came to pregnancy. Yeah, didn't you push like one time? Three pushes, seven Oops. minutes. Three pushes, yeah. seven minutes. Seven minutes. Wow. <laughs> I mean, she was such a strong pusher. The doctor that's was like, like not a hold first. on, <laughs> baby's coming too fast. <laughs> But it's almost like, I don't know if you felt like this. I felt when I had Oliver, like after having Ronnie, it was almost like God gave me a second child birth, like almost as if my body had done it before, even though it hadn't. I don't know if you. I've never thought of that. Hmm. I don't know. I feel this connection to you just because like we both had like the foster before the biological, you know, not that. You know, that was the intention, but that happened to both. I don't know. And like, I'm just curious about your whole, like, how is it different? I know we don't have, we don't have much time. Baby needs to go to bed. (laughs) But like, was it, did it feel different having like a biological after? Yeah, it felt, it felt different in that Dean's arrival was much easier. So Mm. the birth itself wasn't traumatic, but there's a lot that goes into like, okay, I've got to take care of this brand new baby. I don't feel great. And like, Mm. you know, just a lot of that kind of stuff that goes into it. Whereas Dean, Mm -hmm. it was just like, oh, here's a five-month-old that sleeps through the night and he eats fine. Uh And (laughs) he is just super chill. And, you know, I got the easy part with Dean that like after three months. And now we're, you know, in it with August. Um, But that first three months is hard. Right. And so um, <laughs> there are some times where I'm like grateful that it's like, oh man, I'm like glad the Lord blessed us with Dean first so I that know. I like would desire even more kids because right. I'm pretty <laughs> sure if I knew like yeah. <laughs> August would be the it's only different. one. <laughs> yeah, It's like all these changes in your body mm-hmm. and like all the hormones and all the things of like a first childbirth, but mm-hmm. then also you have another child at home too. So I think right. that's like a weird dynamic where you're like, I'm just figuring out yeah. how to like breastfeed and do all those things. But like, I also have this other kid, so I've kind of done exactly. it before, but I'm <laughs> really doing a lot of things. So the first time, yeah, you know, exactly. And yeah, like your own recovery and all that stuff is, is an aspect that you didn't have, you know, before right so. it's like a lot easier to you know if Dean had a bad night to stay up with yeah. him because it's like I'm not exhausted for other reasons right. Like, right. Oh, this is okay like yeah you know so that was kind of funny um but it was like a lot of like weird things that you um have with the first one that we didn't have with Dean um that just 
seems like odd, like the the baby mm-hmm. shower. It's like, well, we have like yeah. some baby stuff, but you like want that experience, you know, of like, oh, oh like, my like, Lord, celebration. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So our small group like threw us a great baby shower. And it was super fun. But it was just like funny of like making a registry of like, well, I have like stuff that we got for a five month old, but like right. we don't have, you know, what does a newborn baby need? And like yeah. taking the parenting yeah. classes at the hospital and being like, I know how to take care of like an older baby. Yeah. Like teach me about newborn right. care. And like, you know, just so some funny things that happened that were, I don't know. But you also like have some parenting experience. So you like know the things that will be really helpful too. And yeah. then you don't have to like pay for them yourself. So that's kind of, it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, this is my like dream list now. Right. Because it's like I have all like these necessities kind of thing. I mean, yeah, yeah maybe not some newborn stuff, but um, yeah. So you get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get the benefit of that too. Like <laughs> yeah. already kind of knowing what you need and what you exactly. like. Right. Um, all right. Well, we will wrap it up. I have, I feel like we could talk all night. I do too. And I have yeah. so many more questions. So maybe we have to have you guys yeah, back Yeah, I think on. we should. You guys are amazing. You and are. We are like so happy. I don't know. I love hearing these stories. I feel like it's, they're so unique and like you guys have been through so much and are like two of the coolest people and like well-adjusted people I've ever met. You know, just like so easy to be around. Yeah. So kind, have been kind to us and to our family. And I don't know, we just love you. So things are coming Now we on. love you too. Yeah, now we, love- we have to meet Robbie, but he love- sounds great. Yeah, yeah, love is he's born. pretty wonderful. And, you know, it's inspiring. Your story is very inspiring. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, especially like for us who have, like we're going through IVF, we've, talked about foster care I mean I cannot I literally like can't wait to sit and just talk with Robbie about Mm -hmm. this story and and how inspiring it is to me so thank you guys so much for coming on here yes anytime we're big fans Steve even listened to all of your podcasts and he came home one day and he's like (laughs) Marshall I love it I was like I told you what I gotta know what this podcast is about before I go on it. I have a lot of road time, like yeah. driving, oh, yeah. so I was like, "This is perfect." <laughs> Good. All right, well, let's get this baby boy to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, Tim. Losing it, Trooper. He's so beautiful. Oh my goodness. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, leave us a review.